I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. Oh, my tummy! <laughs> my tummy hurts. I feel, okay, I asked you if we, if you had a way to start this. And no, 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 no. My thought is, I think you might have started another episode with that. Like, I... This might have happened before. I, I sincerely think I have something wrong with my, like, GI system. No, you just eat like shit. <laughs> no, I also drink like shit. Yeah. I also, like, just punish myself. Man, this is, this is like the thing where you just, you spend all day looking at your phone and have, and like, because of that, people have to repeat themselves to you all the time. <laughs> and you're like, I think I might be hard of hearing. <laughs> like, no, you just, you don't have GI problems. You just don't drink water. You drink exclusively Mountain Dew. No, I also, first off, so, so, so dear listener, what happened was, was that I made myself some instant coffee. And, and, and I don't think I did it right, but also it tastes really, really bad because it's instant coffee. And I think like, you're not supposed to drink it black. You're supposed to like mix it with shit because it's instant coffee. Right. And so like, it was just, you got, you got a tummy ache because you drank bad coffee. That's the whole story. It doesn't need to take 10 minutes. It could take 10 minutes. Yes. You but think I'm I trying to, av- I know, I know you can. That's why I hit fast forward because I will kill myself. Whatever. You know what? Whenever I like go over what I like eat and drink in a day, most people's reaction is some form of like Jesus Christ. Yes. And I'm always just kind of like, I know, isn't it cool? And somehow your healthy meals are the worst. <laughs> okay. You describe like, I'm going to blend up like sardines and celery. And- no, it's not celery. I don't like celery by itself. What's it called? No, no it's, bl- it's blended with sardines. Therefore, it's fine. That's right. Well, well, yeah. Okay, if it's blended, sure. No, 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 no. It's 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 sardines and 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 quinoa and rice is what I have like every day for lunch. That's some. I think that's worse. Is it worse? What's it called? Well, well, remember when? I, what's it called? I remember like um like like this past week. I like I was explaining this to my parents. My dad was like, "Wait, you eat this at your office?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Jesus Christ, Matt! No, you can't." You can't do that. Yeah, I remember, no, the way that you introduced this to me was no one wants to be in the break room with me. Is that a problem? <laughs> well, what's it called? It's not a problem for me. What's it called? I've started, well, I started going through our, like, firm's, like, evidence room to eat, and then I was like... It's because you're committing a crime. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I was like, this is a fool. It's, it's efficient. Well, I'll just... Put the evidence of the crime right in the evidence room. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I was like, this is a foolproof plan. And then literally a lawyer walked in while I was doing it. The like, like, and, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I come back here because I eat sardines for lunch. And then they were just like, okay, well, sorry for interrupting your lunch. But also, I'm very considerate because what I do is when I mix it all together, what I do is I take the sardine tin and I take some dish soap and I wash out the sardine tin. 
that's not considerate, Matt. That's, I mean, it is in like the most basic way. The fact that yeah. you're bragging about it is. <laughs> it's, it's, what's it called? Would you do that? Yes. Oh, well, well, Anyone would. Would they? Yes. Okay. Well, then I'm just as considerate as everyone else, which makes me regular. So I'm normal, is what you're saying. Okay. All right. Hello and welcome to You're Gonna Hate It. We didn't even make five minutes. I don't want to do... We don't, we don't need to. It's not a requirement we, that we talk for 20 minutes about sardine farts at the beginning of an episode. Remember, That's why they're all nine hours long. It's not... I. They don't make me fart. They make me healthy. Hello and welcome to You're Going to Hate It. And I already do. My name is Rob. His name is Fishboy. Um, his, his name is Arthur Curry because would you believe he's Aquaman? I am Aquaman. What's no, up? no, you're Orm. I, I don't know who Orm is. I know this now because I've seen the film Aquaman. Have you? Orm is Aquaman's brother um, mm-hmm. who in the movie... Uh, Wait, hold on. Orm? Orm. So, no, no, no. Let me... I was building something. I'm going to tell you the craziest thing about Orm. Please do. So, in the movie, it's like Orm. He's he's Aquaman's brother, who's like the king of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if your name is Orm, it makes sense that you would be the king of Atlantis. So that's the type of name yeah. the king of Atlantis would have. Yeah. Orm. Yeah. But he's... In his original conception in the comics, it was like, he's Aquaman's brother. He lives in uh, Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No, he's not. <laughs> Is that I, true? I, I mean, I don't know if it's Delaware, but he's like, he's Aquaman's like regular ass landlubber brother and his name is Orm. Just, uh, I have, that's, wait, because well, Aquaman is Atlantean in the original, right? He's Atlantean in all of them. That's yeah, the exactly. He's the king of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. But, but he, sometimes he fights with his brother Orm for control of the throne of Atlantis. And his brother, did, are you, okay, are you making up Delaware or was it specifically? No, 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 no I don't know that it was Delaware. Okay, he, okay. The point, be, like, he's, you know, Aquaman's cousin from, like, the, like across the cul-de-sac. Yeah, that's. You know, her brother. Like, <laughs> who lives on land, like, is, you know. Yeah. I don't know, is, is in, like, auditor or something, you know. <laughs> Just has like a he's a he's, he's has a, a mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my just, parents named me Orm. They did not like me. <laughs> what is Aquaman's real name? Arthur Curry. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait. What? Wait. Hold on. Okay. But okay. In so wait, he's an Atlantean mm-hmm. whose name is Arthur Curry. Well, he's an Atlantean who was like raised by like a fisherman. What? Like his mom. His oh, I. But brother, I know so much now about Aquaman <laughs> so... lore and, and and Atlantean politics because there is just again, there's so much nonsense in the film Aquaman. I kind of love it. Just the dedication to it, like like not we're not gonna show not tell. We're just gonna tell yeah. a lot. Yeah. We'll tell you everything. Yeah. That's... Here, here are the seven kingdoms of the ocean and God. But no no no. Okay, so Arthur Curry also known as Aquaman, yes. is half-human, half-Atlantean. His mother in the film, uh, Nicole Kidman, is an Atlantean queen who briefly flees from Atlantis because her father wants to marry her off to the king of one of the other kingdoms. I don't know. Can I have a question? Yes. Okay. Uh, can I have a question? Can I have a question? I was just rolling past it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's it called? Um, <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, uh, are the other kingdoms... Uh, here's how I'm picturing the other kingdoms. I picture him as uh, very tasteful uh, representations of other cultures. Oh, no, no, no. It's so much better. It's like, here's the crab people. Can you <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, no. 
Here's the mermaid kingdom. Um, here's the like the weird salt people kingdom. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What is a salt person? Uh, they call it the brine kingdom, and they're just they're kind of blobby. Um, I might be I might be mixing that. Like, there's so much nonsense in that movie that I'm like I I think I'm I might be making stuff up. But there's there is definitely a crab people kingdom. <laughs> Wait, so when you say crab people, do you mean like they? I are... mean crab people. <laughs> I mean, they're crabs, and their and their king is voiced by Jonathan Rhys Davies. <laughs> fucking fucking Gimli, and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Sulla, I think, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my! Oh my God! That's so cool. So how have I not seen this movie? Oh, it's it is bonkers, but I kind of love it. Oh like, my. I can't exactly say it's good, but, like, at every point I was like, I am engaged with this film. Well, and, and it that, is making some choices. That, wait, is it a Marvel film? No, no it's, it's DC. DC. Yeah. That, which is why DC is better. That's They have that? They have Suicide Squad? Shut up. But, but um... No, but... We're watching well, the Snyder Cut, aren't we? I, again, I have told you because I hate myself, at some point I will be watching it. But I, I, honestly, I, I honestly don't know if I can watch four hours of that with you. <laughs> Like, those might, it just, it's too much. We can do it. You can do it, I'm sure. Wait, 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 okay, okay. Do you not want to watch it with me because you don't want to talk through it? Or is it just my ambient presence? Let's, let's have this conversation. Yeah, let's have it because off. Because I still need to tell you about Aquaman. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I apologize. His mom it was an Atlantean princess. Okay. Who's going to be off to Dolph Lundgren, who is a mermaid. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. Is Dolph? I'm sorry. I keep Dolph Lundgren is in the movie as a mermaid, like as a mermaid. with the yeah. fish bottom. Yes. <laughs> I th- again, like the movie is so crazy. I feel like I might be inventing things, but like Dolph Lundgren, like definitely plays a yes. fish man. I think has like mermaid. I am. Things. I am resisting so hard looking no, up. Let's Google it. Let's, let's look. Let's... I want to see Dolph Lundgren because, like, when did this movie come out? This movie came out in, like what, like 2018, something like so that. So Dolph Lundgren is like 65. Yeah, this is like. Creed 2 era Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, which is like, all of those guys look so cool now because they're all still doing like, like, uh, like some form of gear just to like keep up their, like, like, uh, first off, here's the thing. Every actor who has to play like a role wherein like, they like, like are in shape and like look good. They're all on gear, folks. They're all on roids. Every single one of them. But fucking, like, every rich person that looks good is on steroids. That is actually true. They're all, what's it called? And I'm saying that libelously. Uh, so, so. Okay, I can't find any full body pictures of him. I think I, no, 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 no. Okay, here's, here's what I, he rides a seahorse. Uh, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's almost better. That's almost better. <laughs> but, so Nicole Kidman flees her arranged marriage to... Why wouldn't she? He has to, a seahorse. The seahorse king, Dolph Lundgren, and meets a fisherman played by the... Uh, I can't remember the dude's name. He's, like, a legitimately, like, great, like, Maori actor who's, like, been in a bunch of, like, New Zealand independent cinema, but the thing I Did always... Did you take him a TD? No, no, no. It's not... <laughs> There's more than one Maori actor, but... No, the, the... But the thing that I always remember him as, just because I was nine when I saw it, and it's burned in my brain, is he played Django Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I know who you're dying That guy. Um, uh, Tamora Morrison, I think is his name. You can um, tell me fucking anything. Yeah, no, right? but uh, Once Were Warriors, great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good. Like, he's a legitimate actor, but also yeah. but also was Chenko fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So that's what I'm going to remember him as. Yeah, absolutely. He's a lighthouse keeper. Yeah. He, uh, 
He, uh, he Wait, a lighthouse keeper? He's a lighthouse keeper. Are there still lighthouses? I don't know. It's Aquaman. Okay, it's, a movie, it's a movie with crab men. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's just... She, it the only way that would have been better is if it had been fucking Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Fucking just, just there just being like, I don't know where I'm from. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep beating this drum. I don't, I don't know. As literally, I was saying. It's literally like every single episode you bring this up. I don't. I tweet about it. I talk to other people about it. People are sick of me talking about it. And it's because he is maybe the best actor of our generation. Okay, you need to calm down. I, He's a good actor. He could be the best. We don't need, we don't need to throw around superlatives quite so flippantly. He could be our Dan- I'm not even arguing with you. I'm just saying it's unnecessary. I honestly think he could be our Daniel Day-Lewis if he just would, like, lock it the fuck up. It's, I, you have a, I, I don't, you have a weird thing with it. Like, if I ever met him, I would 100% say this to him. I've. Do you want to fuck him or something? I, mean, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, how could you not? He's I'm a beautiful gonna, man. He's so pretty. Yeah. You ever just see someone and you're just like, too pretty? Even him in like, like you should watch Good Time. He's so good in Good Time. And he, that's him playing like a Savvy Brothers scumbum. I, I need to watch that. You would, Good Time would be your, well, your second favorite movie. Because because <laughs> Uncut Gems would still be your favorite movie. Absolutely. It would come in right behind. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I am Howie Ratner. You wish. I wish. Uh, what did you, you say? You really I was. Don't. You said. You said. I'm the glass. Yeah, you're the glass. <laughs> you're the glass. KG leans on. KG. KG, oh. don't lean on the glass. KG. Okay. Yeah. Well, we. Just, congratulations. We ate up another ten minutes. Talking, <laughs> yes, I did. Talking it. about. I did it. About, to quote to about qu- Aquaman's heredity. To quote uncut gems. I'm gonna. C- <laughs> <laughs> to quote un- uncut gems. Zoom out from prostate exam. <laughs> God, no, no, we'd have to cut it, but I just wanted to, prostate exam reminded me of something. Oh, I, I know where you were going Yeah, that, remember yes, that? Yes, I do remember that. Anyway, that's <laughs> just for us. Best, one of the best days of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you post that? Drugs and narcissism. It's that's a potent com- combination. It really is. But, anyway... <laughs> <coughs> As I was saying ten minutes ago, this is this is a film podcast. <laughs> Listen, we have talked to these pigs about film, all right? Yeah. We were just talking about film. You're yeah. welcome. Each of us uh, were uh, <laughs> um, we we're two men with very different tastes in movies and a shared love of Orm. <laughs> we love Orm. Yeah. Can we get Orm on the pod? <laughs> Who plays Orm in the movie? Uh, Patrick Wilson. Oh, you know what's so funny about Patrick Wilson? What's that? He is like my like he's like my kid's like favorite musician. Does he do like kids music? He did like this 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 um he did with this woman, I think her name's Sandra Boynton. What's it called? He did this like this 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 fucking like 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 kids album. Like it was him, but it was like a whole bunch of people. It was like Kristen Bell, like fucking like Samuel L. Jackson, all this stuff. And he does Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, yeah, no, it's insane. It's, it's it's not it's does he play an instrument? <laughs> does no, he no. sing? Yeah, like 
Kind of? Yeah. It's. It, I'm imagining him just kind of like sing talking. He Yes, no, no, no. That's exactly yeah. what he does. A funk song about a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. But Patrick Wilson sings this song called Hog Wild and literally, like, seriously, like, like talk to Odd next time. Like, 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 like be like, what do you think about Patrick Wilson next time you talk to Odd? And. Kidman. And she'll be like great character actor. It took it took him a while to find his lane, but it seems like he's got it. You know, yes. he's, he's had a very fruitful, yeah. fruitful yes. partnership with James Wan. Yes, absolutely. You know, great on Fargo in the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm really glad mm-hmm. that he seems to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, have you seen the latest season of Fargo, the Chris Rock one? Yeah, no, I have not. Can I tell you something? What's that? And I'm gonna get and and I know someone that listens to this is going to get insanely mad at me for saying this. Is it not good? What's it what? Well, that's the thing. I I haven't seen enough of it to say uh-huh. whether or not it's good. Right, I mean that was a sh- I I like that show, but that was always a show that was kind of like teetering right on the line of like this could either be great or really not good. Yeah, and yeah. And, well, well, and that's the thing. Like, like I can't. I think <coughs> what I will say is is that Chris Rock, I think, is maybe one of the funniest people of the last like fifty years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right? Like, like I I I think he's legitimately very funny. He's, he's a, a strong chick. He's a dog shit actor. He's a dog shit, like, dramatic actor. I'm sorry. He, every scene he's, I've seen him in in this new Fargo season, which, again, like, I will say, I haven't seen enough mm-hmm. to, to, to make a call on that. But, like, I mean, like, Jason Schwartzman is in it, too. Jason Schwartzman is acting circles around Chris Rock. Chris Rock trying to play, like, a non-comedic character. I'm sorry. He's not good. Yeah, I, I, I have <clears throat> never, I don't think I've ever seen him in, a like, a dramatic role. But yeah. I think a lot of the times, like, com- like comedians especially... <clears throat> who are cast in, like, ostensibly non-comedic roles will work so hard to not be funny that they will just drain themselves of, yes. of everything that is interesting about them. Yes. Like, yes. <clears throat> yes. And there are, like, so many good examples of, like, comedians, like, finding a way to be interesting on screen mm-hmm. in dramatic roles. Like, yeah. I, it, it's almost like a cliche. Like, you look at, like, someone like Albert Brooks in Drive. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, that's, like, a whole type of role. Like, yeah. the, the comedian taking, like like, a villain role. Yeah. But, like... Him in that role is like him finding the th- like using his comedic per- persona just f- because his comedic persona is I'm kind of a prick. Yes. Like and he's using that. He's not running from it. He's just okay. We're going to use that to be scary rather than, than to be funny. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, Robin Williams. I think like is like I mean, Robin Williams basically like 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 started off as a stand-up comedian and like a comedic actor and basically had this whole like kind of like split. Um, career as like yes like like a funny actor but then also like as like a serious dramatic actor too because like his whole thing that he did in all of his roles is that well I'm a crazy person you know yeah. what I mean I, I his dramatic roles are a little more hit or miss for me I mean I mean yeah he, he goes he can go so saccharine yes exactly yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah no I mean no I mean I mean like I mean like the the one that stands out for me for that is um what is it it's called like what dreams may come did you ever yeah, see I that one I never saw that. I, it, it, it made me cry, like, fucking, mm-hmm. like, sob tears. Um, what's it called? I, I, like, a period in my life when, like, I wasn't crying at a lot of movies. Like, now, it takes, like, nothing. But, like, but, like, that, but it did, but, like, but, like, I think because it was just so, like, laid on thick and it caught me at, like, this perfect moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? that can happen. But, 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 like, I, yeah, have, but, I have cried at bad movies. Like, yeah. I don't cry all that often, but, like. The ones that hit me, and we'll be getting to this later on, but, like, sometimes it's because they're great. Sometimes it's because they find a little... Yeah. Like, one of the movies that I have legitimately cried at is The Sixth Sense. Um, Which scene? The scene, uh, the car scene, where uh, the kid finally tells his mom that he sees ghosts. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's this scene where, like, you know, the whole movie is, you know, he... <clears throat> he has this 
this thing that, like, he thinks is a curse, that, like, he can see dead people. And it is so traumatizing to him, and, like, more and as much as, more than anything else, it is ruining his relationship with his mother. Mm -hmm. Like, they just are completely incapable of, like, talking to each other, and their relationship is, you know, completely fraught because he is traumatized. You know, Mm -hmm. he he has this thing that he thinks that if he tells anyone, they're going to think he's crazy. They're going to lock him up. They're going to whatever. You know, it is going to bring them farther apart. Yeah. And so he finds, but, like, after, you know, an hour, hour and a half in the movie, however long, you know, he finally <clears throat> fesses up to this. You know, here is the thing that I have been living with, this mm-hmm. thing that has been causing me great pain that I don't know what to do with, and I have been trying to hide it from everyone because I think that's the only way that I can possibly get by in life. Yeah. And it brings them closer together. Like, they're finally yeah. able to, ha- he's finally able to have a relationship with his mom. Yeah. And, like... God damn, that actually got to me. Yeah. Particularly yeah. because Haley Joel Osment and Tia Leone are, or is it Tia Leone? Or, no, no, no. I was about to ask uh, you. No, no, no. Hey, fuck, what's, what's her, God, I, no, I am, God, I'm an asshole for forgetting this. She's a great actor uh, from Hereditary uh, and so oh many my, other things. Oh my God, uh, okay, now this is killing me. No, this, I know, I know her name. I'm having a brain fart, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up, I got it, I got it. Um, uh, fuck it, uh, Tony Collette. Yes. Yes. Tony Collette, yes. Yeah. I, think, I mean, they both just play the hell out of it. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, yeah, it made me cry. Does, does Haley Joel Osment is he in anything anymore? Yeah, he shows he like he showed up for like a few episodes of The Boys. Um, he he's in things. He's he's like he is. It's weird because like as a child, like the thing that everyone like this child is so mature. Like he almost mm-hmm. feels like an adult. Um, yeah, and like everything I have seen him in as an adult is like, hey, look at this man child. Yeah, he's exactly. Just, he's just a he's a big fat fun guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, he's got which, a big beard. He's fat. Yeah, he's exactly. Just, hey, I'm Haley Joel Osment. Remember me? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is so crazy because like, I mean, I was thinking about that and I was like, he might be the greatest child actor of all time. Yeah. Like he, like, he, like, like, I've, like everything I've ever seen him in, in, in when he was a kid, like, I mean, like, fucking, like, I mean, AI alone. But then I forgot, like, Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, everything, man. I mean, like, he, he's, like, he's he's a, fu- because, like, so much of the time when you have, like, child actors, they're just, I mean, I mean, you have kids in a movie. You know, you basically have, like, little theater kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Proto-theater kids. Well, yeah, yeah, it's not even, I, it's, like, I think a lot of the time is, like, they've been so clearly, like, coached yes. by their parents. Like, it's almost a little bit of that, that like thing that you get when someone has like doesn't speak english and has learned their lines phonetically yes like they're like they're they're that's exact yes that's actually a perfect they're playing yeah. emotions that they don't entirely understand just yeah. because they've been coached into them by their their theater kid parents yes exactly yeah. exactly no that actually is what it, no that's actually a perfect summation of that but like, but like i mean like i think that the ultimate example of that is like jake lloyd in the phantom menace yes like it he does not sound like a human in any yeah is at he, any moment is he dead no, he's got troubles. Though. Yeah, he's like, like he, yeah. he, he, and Ahmed Best like just had their lives ruined by that movie. It, like it, both, both two people who were like just really, were like, really fucked up by the yeah. Uh, weirdly, uh, Star Wars fans are not always nice people, but yeah, just, just, just horrendous nerds. But I mean, yeah. as two big stars yeah fans I, again i've read it like star wars novels i yeah. can literally tell you what the different markings on battle droids mean yes, yes. i think we've had this exact it's it's insane yeah. but, but well i mean we can only have so many i can i can name most of the most of the bounty hunters who go after han solo when yeah, strikes yeah. Back. who's your fa- who's your favorite uh ig88 the droid i was about to say it has to be the droid yeah. right the droid yeah. that's so cool yeah god would you be god would you rather be a robot a little Bosk, the lizard guy, he's pretty cool. 
Yeah, but I mean, but he's a, he's a, he's like yeah, no, it's IG eighty. It has to be the droid. What's it called? If, if, if would you would you ever be a cyborg? Okay, okay we've got to, we've got to start. I've been. <laughs> it's taken me like fifteen minutes to get through like the intro. So can I tell you? There's no, no, you can't. Okay. You can tell me later. Again, I'm trying to get moving. You know what's so cool about you saying you can tell me later? What's that? You'll forget. <laughs> exactly. I, I, won't, I won't have to hear You'll it later. Yeah. I've just said, no, you can't tell me. <laughs> exactly. But you've said it in a way where... I've said it in a nice way. Like, if you want to tell me later, you are absolutely welcome to. But, but it's on you, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. And anyway, you're going to hate it. Me, Rob, him, Matt, <laughs> film podcast. No, 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 I'm recapping because we, I've been doing this like one word at a time over over 20 minutes. But we assign each other movies. We got different tastes. Anyway, my movie is one that we do first. So we're going to jump into that. Yes. It is Hayao Miyazaki's film, The Wind Rises from 2013. Roll that trailer. Is it going to be in Japanese? Probably two cuts of it. Well, I, you you have now found out whether or not it was in Japanese. Okay. You know, but I would like his he he is a big enough of a deal that like I'm like he will at this point in his career he was getting like real releases in the U.S. Oh but, yeah. I mean the like just the like the voice cast on this movie is like you, yeah. you, you incredible. Have, like, Stanley Tucci in like the ninth role. Yes. You know. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. No, I was going down the list and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, well, I mean, we all know what my favorite one was. Werner Herzog. Absolutely. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. I texted you like one in the morning. Yeah, and I was like, because this is like this, like 2013 is around when you start to just get Werner Herzog in weird places because he did like become enough of a meme. Yeah. Like people were like, yeah, we'll just, we'll invite Werner Herzog to show up for one scene in Parks and Rec for yes. no reason. And he's like. I do not know what this show is, but I was happy to come and meet the Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> I relate to her on a very deep spiritual level. She contains all the malevolence of nature within her eyes. <laughs> I don't know if these are real Werner Herzog ones or not. <laughs> but they could be. They absolutely could be. No, I, was watch- I watched it with Megan last night. And 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 I was like, oh my god, that's Werner Herzog, and she's like, who's Werner Herzog? And I, I was trying to think like, how do I explain Werner <laughs> Herzog to someone? Have you heard of Germany? <laughs> exactly. Have you heard of Germany? Do so we- take that, combine liberally with drugs. Yes, exactly. Was he a big drug guy? I don't know. I feel like, I almost think no. Yeah. Like I feel like like a Rob Zombie type. Does he not do... Yeah, I guess he doesn't. Ro- yeah, Rob Zombie... I, I don't know if he's sober or straight edge, but he's one yeah, of the two. Yeah, yeah. But he's just constantly around people doing a shit ton of drugs. Yeah, Werner Herzog seems like the kind of guy that if you just, like... If you gave him drugs, it would just... Have no effect? No, no. Just... It would be like... Like putting a gremlin in a microwave. You just... <laughs> it's just... Like, it's just... It's too much. It's too... No, yeah. you can't... Like, you imagine Werner Herzog on acid. Oh, my God. Just... <laughs> Just what he would see. I don't. Yeah, I. He might not make it. He might. <laughs> not, he might not. I, I know they. They say you. You can't like 
overdose on it, but yeah. like I'm, he would find a way. He would absolutely. He would never come back. The 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 quote that he has about like his first camera and like stealing a camera. Yeah, because he had it like a natural right to yeah, it. Exactly, the same yeah, way he needs like yeah. air or water. Exactly. Yeah, he's like he's like sixty year years old when he gives that quote, and he's literally just being like, "I did not steal it. It was mine to take." And yeah. it's like, "What are you done? What you?" And then he just you literally no, you stole a camera. I'm sure it's fine, but like <laughs> he also has like I don't I don't know if he still does this, but he had like a filmmaker academy where he would just like take people out into the woods and like teach them how to pick locks. <laughs> be like, I've told you how to be a director. Now go make a film. Just, he's just the coolest guy. He's the so coolest cool. guy. He's so cool. He is like, like, listen, listen. We're small beans here, but if if we like, he is my dream guest. <laughs> he is. Can you imagine? Just like, is there anyone who would hate this more? <laughs> no, I will tell you who. Hayao Miyazaki. Do you think Hayao Miyazaki would Hayao, would, Hayao Miyazaki would hate this so much? So <laughs> he would. just to to introduce the character of Hayao Miyazaki. Yes. Who's, a, who's a man that we've we've talked about his films a decent amount over the past few weeks because yeah. we've both been watching like yeah. some of his movies, but like I don't know how much we've talked about him as a man. Mm-hmm. Um and just the way that I want to introduce him is there's this uh, um this this famous YouTube clip from some like documentary about him there are a few documentaries about him mm-hmm. um, one of which i watched for this it was like specifically a making of like making of of this movie that's really great uh called kingdom of dreams of madness dreams and madness that's also on hbo uh, along with all the all his films um but this this clip which has just kind of becomes sort of a meme is from some other movie um because you know he is like one of the the great figures in popular culture in japan mm-hmm. you know he's you know the director of like more of their highest grossing movies than anyone else. Anyone else yeah. um, but, and is also this, you know, is a man with not exactly a big personality, just an interesting one. Like he yeah. is, he has almost like he, it's hard to put your finger on. Like he is, you know, n- noted for being very demanding and mm-hmm. a, a real perfectionist, but also has this almost like monk like quality about him. Yeah. Like he's not like a, you know, a recluse or anything. Like, he's not like a Terrence Malick or, like, J.D. Salinger figure mm-hmm. who's, like, just, you know, no one... Again, like, no one sees or talks to him. Like, he... Yeah. You know, there are, like... Again, there are, like, multiple documentaries about him where he's like, yeah, you can interview me. Yeah. But is this, like... You know, um... Just, <laughs> again, just sort of as a way to introduce the kind of man he is. Like, there's this clip from one of these documentaries where he's going to meet with these you know, younger, like, digital animation guys um, who have, you know, tried to program an AI to, like, you know, um, basically, like, animate on its own. Hmm. Um, just because they're like, hey, you know, this is a cool technology. We want to yeah. see what we can do with it. You know, yeah. it seems like you could do some exciting things with this. Yeah, and we could unemploy the entire country of Korea. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, they're showing him, like, you know, you could even, like, you could use this for video games. Like, you know, here, look at this thing we designed. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, we, we gave an AI a model of a body and just said, hey, how does this move? We haven't, like, programmed into it. Like, you know, it, it walks with its feet and it swings its arms to maintain its balance. We gave it none of that information. It was like, here's the body, make it move. And it programs in all these weird, like, almost, like, zombie movements where it's, like, using its head like a leg and, like, flailing its arms. And, like, hey, you know, we gave it no information and it came up with this thing that would be, like, fucking awesome for, like, a zombie video game. Like, you you look at that thing crawling at you from across the floor, like, using its head as a leg. 
you would be scared shitless. Like, yeah. you would need to shoot that thing. <clears throat> oh. Like, isn't this awesome? And Miyazaki just kind of pauses and sighs. And, you know, he's this very kind of, again, sort of reserved but authoritative old man who dresses very simply and doesn't have a lot of affectation. And he just says, you know, every morning I go visit my friend who has a disability, who can't even, like, you know, give someone a high five. It's very difficult for him to move his body at all. And some of the ways he moves are kind of similar to this. So I find no real pleasure in this. And you just see the soul of these animators, like, leave their bodies. Like, at, like one of them looks like he's on the verge of tears. And he's, and he's just like, well, we just, it was just an experiment. Um, <laughs> just trying to justify himself. Because, like, dude, no, 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 oh, go, I'm not go, finished. Go, 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 go. And what he says after that is, to me, it is an insult to life itself. <laughs> um, and then it, and then in... The coup de gras, the, from there the film cuts to, like, him animating, like, just drawing something at his animator's desk and mumbling to himself, like, I think we are approaching the end times. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Like, that's something that it's like, like, he he's like the type of guy, it seems like, that, like, you could never in a million years predict what he is going to say to you. Like, 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 where on earth could those animators have ever thought he was going to be like, this reminds me of my friend who cannot move, and I believe what you have done to be an insult to the very idea of life. Yeah. Like, the, uh, I also know that he's, I, I, I have a Miyazaki quote. Okay. That I brought to this. <clears throat> so this film, this film, uh, what's, what's it called, which, well, who knows how the hell we'll approach it, but. We'll get into it in a second. I want, I do want to just kind of keep, keep. Do some context. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's someone I care about a lot, and I think there is a lot to discuss with his career yeah. and his approach before yeah. we get into the movie specifically. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking for a while. Yeah. So well, this is a quote about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this movie actually faced a lot of... Um, th- th- there was some controversy around this movie. Yeah, both here and in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that the controversy uh, uh, in Japan was kind of around, like, this is kind of an... <clears throat> kind of like an anti-war movie. Yes. You know, right? I mean, well, not, not, I, I, I'd say it's very much... It is an explicitly anti-war yeah. movie. Which actually, like, apparently, like, like the real Jiro was like, was like, like, it, like, of course not openly in Imperial Japan, but like, in his, in his, like, journals that, like, they found, um, I think after he passed, was like, privately, like, this is so fucking stupid that we're going to war against the U.S. Yeah. We're going to lose. So just to back up very briefly, just to give like base level context, the movie that we're discussing, The Wind Rises, is a very loose biography of a, yeah. a man, uh, who, the man who designed the Zero fighter aircraft. Yes. That was the, you know, sort of the prim- primary fighter aircraft in the Japanese Navy during World War Two. Yes. Yeah. 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 What, what, one of the best, what, what, one of, I mean, I mean, truly just an incredible plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's but, talk, but, but, we, can, but, we can talk about that yeah, more yeah, later. Yeah, just, yeah. So, 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 yeah. so, so this is, so, so, so it faced a lot of backlash in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and he was basically like, look, like I am a, like, like he is like an ardent pacifist. Yes. He is someone who is like very anti-war and he was basically like, he was basically like, look, like we were the bad guys basically. Right. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or, or I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was basically like, like, like I, like it was tragic and horrible that we entered this war and did what we did. Yeah. However, what's it called? I think that the zero fighter aircraft was an amazing piece of technology. And I yeah. think that we can take a lot of national pride in this. Yeah. Like, like he is a man who is both like an ardent pacifist, but is also just like, it's a really good plane and yeah. we should be proud to be Japanese because of the plane. 
Yeah, I mean, and that that tension is, I think, the heart of this film. Exactly. Um, and interestingly, like the the controversy it faced in the U.S. was that it was insufficiently anti-war. Really, you know, th- there were people. I think some of it bad faith, but some of it not. Where they where they thought, how could you lionize the man who you know built the plane that attacked Pearl Harbor? Basically, you know, um, he was a Japanese like like. I, yeah, I, th- I think it is an absurd reading of the yes, film. Yes, exactly. But I think there is this uh, idea, particularly in like American movie making, that like depiction equals endorsement. Yeah. And that if you want it to not equal endorsement, you have to very explicitly state that yeah. this is bad. Yeah. Like, and it's not even, like, the movie I think is pretty on its face of, with being a, a, an anti-war film. Yeah, incredibly you know? anti-war. Yes, yeah. But, but like there's there's no scene in which anyone sits down and is like, you know, we we both live in Japan in the late 1930s. Aren't we evil? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Which is like but like there are like kind of scenes where it's like I mean, they actually they do get pretty close to that. Yeah, no, they they but, but, but but the movie does still treat this plane like a piece of art. Because and, yeah. And we'll, we'll get into all of that in yeah. a second, but I I think it is worth backing up before we before we dive into the specifics just because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of this movie is informed by the context of Miyazaki's life and career. Okay, and you know um, way more about that than Yeah, because movie. because this is a this was at least initially intended as a final film, you know, mm-hmm. um and Miyazaki and he has since like come out of retirement in like 2016 did any Yeah. Um He's made some like shorter ones. I don't. I don't know if he's made any short. He is at work on a That's on a right. on a film. Um, and like he's he's one of those guys who like is constantly not constantly, but like more than once has retired and unretired. Yeah. Like um, I th- Princess Mononoke, which he released back in like 1998, I think was initially supposed to be a final film, um, and then came back and you know tax like another 15 years onto his career and, yeah yeah um, that that's pre like how isn't it that's pretty spirited away jesus um, yeah but um he's and he's he's one of those guys who you know it seems like the artistic process is very torturous to him you know because he is such a perfectionist yeah um that it is torturous to him and you know he is difficult to work with in some ways you know like just because he is so demanding like he doesn't just you know it's it's hard to get a complete sense of a person obviously from a documentary Um, yeah because you know people act differently when they know the cameras are on them of course but like the way that you see him interacting with the people he works with um in the in the making of documentary like again he he doesn't seem mean you know he's not like one of those people who like there are plenty of directors who seem James perfectly willing, yeah perfectly willing to like belittle people yes to like get their perfection it doesn't seem like that it's just more of just a no that's not good enough we need to keep working at yeah it. um and he but he also at the same time like does have interpersonal difficulties that I think also inform this movie uh, particularly with his song um, like. Mm-hmm. Because he, he is such, and I think that's, again, important to note for later on, because I think a lot of this movie is kind of dealing with that in some ways, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, he is a, a 
as I think you kind of have to be to be this kind of perfectionist, he's a real workaholic. Yeah. Like, he just describes, at one point he describes his schedule in the movie, where he's just like, I work 10 hours a day, 6 days a week, I only take off Sundays, and on Sundays I go down to the local river and I help clean it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I don't take off holidays, I don't take vacations, I just work. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. We, we, for, for, for you and I, is such a foreign concept. Yes. No. We are two men that love not working. I love to take a break. Oh my god. The yeah. bet. Dude, Man, if you put me in charge of a company, I will be there three hours some days. Easily. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if we were bosses? Yeah. Dude, you would never. The company would, the company would not exist. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, I mean, you're talking to a man that literally started drinking more water so that he could take more bathroom breaks at work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is, so I actually do drink water, so check me. Yeah. But I, because of that, like, you know, has had struggles, it, it, and it's, you know, one of those things that's, like, fairly well known, has had struggles to connect with his son. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he, he's been, you know, he's been married for, like, 50 years, and by all accounts, like, seem to have a pretty happy marriage. Like, they just have somehow made that arrangement work. But, like, you know, his son is a guy who, like, went into directing animated movies seemingly just as a way to get to know his father. Like, there's there's a scene in the documentary where they're talking to his his son, or, like, they're just sort of filming his son at, like, some sort of, you know, creative development meeting, where the son pretty openly talks about, like, yeah, you know, I'm not a guy who got into this industry because he exactly wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, I did this, you know, and, like, the implication being, I did this just to get to know my dad. Yeah. Like, this was the only way I was going to be able to talk to his Talk to my father. Yeah. Like, I was either going to learn his trade or we just weren't really going to have a relationship. Yeah. And, like, the the one movie that I know that he made uh, was not particularly well received. Like, it was a Ghibli movie, but kind of a lesser one. And, like, I think that, like, Miyazaki, like, himself was kind of not super complimentary of it. Like, like in, like, like it, it wasn't, like, mean about it, but it was just, like... You could tell, like, he was, you know... He was Miyazaki about it. He was a father trying to be nice to his son, but without, like... But in a way, like, I'm not going to be dishonest. Yes. 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 Like, I, I, the phrase that I, I, I heard used a lot was he described it as honestly made. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That is... You know what? That's a way you can describe a movie. <laughs> that is a way you can describe a movie that yeah. you What's it called? Yeah. See, that's, this, this, this makes me think, am I a good father? Because, like, I just fucking love everything my kids do. But I'm not wondering if I'm setting them up for failure. I need to be... You know what I need to do with my three- and five-year-olds? I need to be more brutally honest. That's a terrible picture. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't say that's a terrible picture. You say it was honestly made. Yeah, just, 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 just they drop it. Like, like, Dad, I made this for you. Well, you certainly gave that your best try. And just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> just walk away. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly, yes. Just keep doing that. Yes. Yeah. That's gonna... You know what? That's a way you can parent. Anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah, but... <clears throat> And so, I mean, and this is, like, clearly a movie about, like, I mean, at its core, this is kind of just a work-life balance movie. Yes. I mean, it is It is also what is, like, as we were talking about, it is also kind of a what is the purpose of art and, yeah. you know, what do the ends justify the means mm-hmm. and things. And we'll get into all of that. But, like, I do just think it is worth establishing because, again, this was supposed to be, like, a career capstone. Mm-hmm. And it, like, is very clearly, like a great filmmaker looking back on their life. 
Yeah. Um, and like, kind of asking, was it all worth it? Yeah. And I think that's you know that's that's a lot of what makes it great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. Um, uh, anyway, I mean, I think that we can just kind of get into it. Start to get into it, but yeah. I, you know, there is. I think this is going to be a digressive one. I have a lot to say about this and about Miyazaki generally. <laughs> and I actually, I actually, uh, I looked up some stuff about this. Okay. And I actually have kind of an idea of 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 of, of the melding of, of of what this story is because this is not a straight biography. This is a. I, I, I think that this is a very interesting kind of thing that he did here. Yeah, I mean, because, so as, as we mentioned, it is, uh, the spine of it is sort of a biography of this, this actual airplane, airplane engineer, Jiro. Jiro, yeah. Jiro, um, uh, 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 Japanese last name. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here, here, I'm afraid to try, um, but it is definitely a Japanese last name that begins with an H. What's it called? Oh, one moment. Okay. I forgot to write it down, so let's let's look this up just to be sure. Um, His first name is definitely Jiro, though. I paid attention. Horikoshi. 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 Jiro Horikoshi. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and I mean, but it's also it's not constrained by his biography because it because it it, like the the. The other half of this, because it is, again, a movie about a man who is in love with his profession. Yes. And, you know, is is willing to make some real sacrifices to, you know, both, like, ethically and politically and, like, personally to, like, to follow that muse. Yes. Um, yeah. And, but it is also about, you know, it's, it is about, like, a, a man with an obsession with a, a demanding career, like, not really paying attention to his family. Yeah. And the family stuff is, like, wholly invented. It, well, well, it's well, not it's just drawn wholly... from, like, a, another novel. It, it, it's drawn from, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it is a melting of this guy's, like, a rough outline of his biography, but it's, like, really not at all constrained by reality, like you said. And then this 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 novel, uh, what's it called, which, which I, I won't get into the whole plot of it because it kind of, you know, right, because we'll get there. But, no, 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 I, 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 this could be free flowing, but the the novel is about uh, a a relationship with a, it's a novel from I believe the thirties, a Japanese mm-hmm. novel called The Wind Is Rising. Yeah, about uh, a man who's in love with a woman who is in like a a sanitarium for tuberculosis. And yes, succumbing to tuberculosis. Yes, yes, and the and the author's own wife. Yeah, that that literally ha- it, it is not it was, a it was like a semi autobiographical novel. Exactly. Yes. 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 Written by a man who I mean, like yeah, who was like married to this woman for like less than a year while she died, and mm-hmm. literally like moved into the sanitarium with her to live with her as she slowly died of tuberculosis. Right. Which I mean, shit like that always makes me so sad because it's just like penicillin. Like 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 it's one of those things that was like such a horrifying disease, and then like today it's like oh yeah no yeah you just get a shot. Yeah, no, I have an ex-girlfriend who had tuberculosis, and she's like, yeah, I had to wear a mask for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, wait. Really? Yeah, that's a thing. In America? Yeah. Is this in college? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's where, yeah, that's where I've heard it, yeah. Yeah. Because that is, that is, like, the perfect thing. Oh, yeah, because you got to get your tuberculosis test before you go to college. I mean, she got it, like, right after college, but. That's such a. 
what what do you think is crazier, getting tuberculosis in the twenty first century or getting or getting scurvy? I mean, she was a nurse. She might have picked it up. I don't know how. Oh, she that's oh, that's totally different. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it was connected to her profession. Can you imagine getting tuberculosis now? Yes, I just described someone I know that it happened to. Yeah, but you imagine it happening to you. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. we've got too much to talk about to just fall down a mat thought hole. Yes, exactly. But, um, but like, where the, so it, this movie, again, like, it does seem like Miyazaki is just following whatever, like, he's doing whatever he wants with this. Like, he was clearly, had these two inspirations mm-hmm. that were not really connected to each other. He's just like, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, two, two tastes that taste great together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know... I don't really necessarily feel limited by like either fidelity to this novel or fidelity to this person's biography. Yeah. Because what I'm really trying to do is like answer these existential questions that I have about my own life. Yeah. Um, and like even like, and his like we- weirdly for an animator, which is usually a very planned process, he is kind of improvisatory. Mm-hmm. Um, like his process is like. He just sits down one day and starts storyboarding. Doesn't have a script. You know, probably has some idea of what he wants to, to talk about, but, like, just starts storyboarding. Mm-hmm. And partway through the process, people start taking that storyboard and they start, like, doing the, like, the actual keyframe animation. Like, start making the movie. Yeah. And, they, and just because animation is such a time-consuming process that takes years to make a single film, mm-hmm. they have to start, like, doing the, like, the real animation before he's even done with the storyboard mm-hmm. because it takes one person a long fucking time to animate out a full storyboard yeah so they'll like be start work like have started working on the movie before he has even finished it and he doesn't even really know where he's going because he's just kind of drawing yeah and you know in the documentary when he finally finishes the story he's like huh i wasn't expecting it to end like that <laughs> So cool. Yeah. No, and, and and that was something that struck me while watching the movie was that like, because yeah. because you get that sense of it, you get mm-hmm. that feeling from it that like that like yeah, and, and that's the thing is like we've both seen multiple multiple Miyazaki films, right? Uh-huh. And like and 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 like there is kind of like a distinct flavor of Miyazaki films that makes it different from like other anime. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Even other anime like feature movies, right? And Even other Ghibli movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, and like, and like that is a thing. And it is so. I that struck me during the thing is like, because like I don't know who the fuck directed Toy Story. You know what John I mean? John Lasseter. Although they have more of a collaborative thing. They kind of yeah. In their earlier, they just kind of had like a brain trust, and like Lasseter would get like credit on most of the early movies, but they were like, you know, three or four dudes <clears throat> who all kind of wrote them together. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but that's the thing. This is this is like one guy doing his thing, and like and like putting his own stank on it. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. I, I hate to. Call I think it I that. think those those are the words he would use. Himself. <laughs> exactly. I have I have I have placed my stamp irrevoc- irrevocably upon this. But, no, I said stank. I know. Yeah. I thought that's what I said too. I might have. No, you said stamp. Okay. Man. I, I cotton mouthed a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah. Or you don't speak English. Uh, who knows? You're just you're doing this show phonetically. Anyway, yes. Yeah, you're the one who has trouble talking. That's that's the real, that's, that's the person in this duo who has yes. trouble saying things. Anyway, no, but 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 my point is is that like is that like it, it is such a crazy thing to like I don't know to like I don't know I, I was I, I was having a hard time thinking of like other animated movies where like I I like hear the director in the in in what I am watching. You know what right. I mean? Right? Like 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 so many other like Tarantino. You can't 
fucking help but hear Tarantino in his right. fucking movies. That he's a loud man. Yeah, and I, a know? lot of that like, is because so much animation is necessarily collaborative. Yes, because it is so such time a consuming. Fucking it process. Is such a slog. Yes. Um, and like even the way that like animated movies are put together, even on like an like an image by image basis is a lot of the time collaborative. Like for a long time, the way that Disney movies was anim- were animated was that each main animator animated a single character. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have one image where, you know, one person draws Pinocchio, one person draws Geppetto, one person draws the fairy, and that's their role for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Which is which is how by like the the nineties you have these movies that like each character feels like they're in a different movie. Mm-hmm. Like Pocahontas feels like they're in a very stately drama um, that's taking very seriously the like the majesty of this story mm-hmm. and the romance. <clears throat> and you've got like the fucking like yeah I'm the raccoon wow yeah, exactly. look at me look at yeah, me yeah 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 because every animator wants their little thing to pop yeah and so they're. They're not thinking about what serves the story. They're thinking about what serves my character. Exactly. Um, whereas Miyazaki movies, because each mm-hmm. image is constructed, at least at the storyboard stage, by him specifically, mm-hmm. everything feels like it flows from that yeah. um, uh, That sensibility. And they also, Japanese animation works at a lower frame rate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, American animation, they'll work... I. I I don't know enough about animation to, to know all of the terminology, but they work at, like, what they call, like, twos, um, which which means that, like... Um, like, like like two different frames per, like, second or something. Mm, like, uh, so the standard frame rate is 24 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Twos means they essentially animate 12 frames and then have, like, essentially filler frames between them that, like, you basically you just kind of copy the frame for it. Um... Japanese animation, they work at, like, threes or fours. You get, like, you know, four, six, or eight. Like, real, like, frames per second. Um, Which means that some of the the movement in anime can be a little jerkier. jerkier. Yeah. Um, But it also means that you can fuss over the images a lot more. You know, yeah. if if you are willing to dedicate the time and effort, which a lot of the time they, are, you know, it's with some of the cheaper stuff, they animate at a lower frame rate to avoid having to put in time or effort just because it costs money. Yeah. But with something like this, you know, it's, they take all the time in the world that they want. Yeah. Like, you know, I think just to, to zoom out even farther again, like part of the thing that is interesting about Miyazaki is that he's also his own executive. Mm. Like he is the president of Studio Ghibli, mm-hmm. um, but is involved in none of the decision making, like the yeah. business side shit. Yeah, you know, there's like there's this just totally throwaway little moment in the the making of documentary where they're sitting in on like a business meeting where they're talking about, you know, this merchandise is selling well, this merchandise isn't selling well, and eat like <clears throat> to back up even further, like. For a long time, they refused to merchandise what's whatsoever, just because they're like it will pollute the product. You know, we're not interested in it. We don't want to sell this cheap shit. You know, we don't want to cash out. We don't want the cart start start driving the horse and like to start. Like, yeah, yeah. Because, like, like like Star Wars vying shit. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Or like you know, it, Marvel movies. It like every Marvel movie, the character's costume has to change because they have to sell new toys. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. want to start doing that. And then like apparently, what happened is like. 
a company like made like a Totoro doll on spec and sent it to Miyazaki and like he looked at it and it was clear that they had spent so much time and energy like perfecting every single detail that he was like okay clearly these people are the same level of psychopath perfectionist that I am like I respect it okay they can merchant but they even when they agreed they put a cap on it they were like we can I don't remember exactly what it was like we will approve one line of merchandise per year like that's it um, but anyway, just to back up, like, there's this meeting where they're talking about merchandising and, like, all of the, like, every other, like, C-suite level person at Studio Ghibli is, like, in the room talking. And then Miyazaki, who, again, is the president of the company, just kind of walks by and waves. <laughs> and it's clear, like, he, he has no involvement in this. Yeah. Like, it is, it is a company where they have it set up so that creative leads business, not vice versa. Yeah. And, like, even have the ethos, of, like, explicitly of, like, we don't need to grow every year. Mm. Which is, like, the big... Unheard of. Unheard of. And even, like, we can have a down year. Yeah. You know, we can lose money one year because we'll make money the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, for a long time, that allowed them <clears throat> to do basically whatever they wanted, you know, and had immense creative freedom and could take you know, five years to fucking fuss over Princess Mononoke or whatever, whatever yeah. and get every detail right. Um, God. That, that, it's, it's so crazy because, like, I don't know any of this. Mm-hmm. What's it called? And, and like, and like I'm starting to see what you're talking about. In I'm starting to see so many fucking layers to, to this movie. Yeah. What's it called? That, like, I just didn't see before. And, like... And, but I think the thing is, you don't need to know any of this to no. enjoy the movie. No. It works purely on its own as a dramatic work. Mm-hmm. But, like, knowing about him, knowing about the the layers beneath it, because this is such a personal movie, I think both deepens the experience of the film, and I also just think it is worth looking at the process by which something was created. Yeah. Because that... That informs the results. Yeah. Like, you know, to go on like a totally irrelevant tangent, because that's our our stock and trade here. We love it. Um, Don't we, folks? There is this like Scandinavian film movement back in the 90s um, called Dogma 95, um, where they they literally wrote out out a manifesto. Like, this is how we are going to make films. Okay. Um, And every... Every filmmaker who was a part of this movement, like, signed this, and they're like, if we break any of these rules, there will be a fine to us. I don't know if they ever followed through on that, because all of them broke the rules of course. at some point. But, like, they, they were one of those one of those groups of people who were, like, you know, they're young film students who were like, we need to return cinema to its roots. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to... The point of cinema is that it can capture realistic images in a way no other art form can, and that yeah. has been lost. Mm-hmm. So what we are going to do to force ourselves to return to those simple, pure roots. We have a set of rules. One, no sets or props. You go to a location, you use what is there. You do not bring anything with you. Two, no post-sync sound. You record what is there. You don't do voiceover, you don't do music, you don't re-record anything, you don't do sound effects. You record what is there. Three, no lighting. You use natural light. Um, four, the director will not be credited. No one ever followed through on that one. They all <laughs> broke that rule. They, wait, is that the only one that they broke? No, they. All, I mean, 
pretty much every, every there are some movies that got like really close to doing it but they all kind of like there there yeah. are, there are more rules it's like no genre work you know um yeah cuz cuz everything you're mentioning like especially the lighting one i was like bro like mm-hmm. there's a reason why you have light i, I mean yeah, it's like, it's like, I remember, like, my dad did, like, an interview once for something, and he said that he refused makeup, and I remember, like, watching it and just being like, yeah, did you look, like, like, like I mean, I, he did fine on the interview, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you could, like, I was like, yeah, you look, there's a reason why but, they put makeup on you. But what I was getting at is there, the, you know, like, as with any film movement or film genre or film era or whatever, yeah. it's, it's hit or I love, miss. I love that they all were like, no, but I want credit. Yeah, yeah, like, like some of them were better about adhering to the rules than others. Like, there are some movies that you can look at and be like, "You got like ninety nine percent of it right." Pretty by good your own standards. Like, you you were aiming for something that is almost impossible, and you got about as close as you could possibly get. But everyone was like, "No, I get credit for this." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I will not be uncredited. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, a, yeah. but the the point I was making is like. They actually the movies that work they do actually look really good. Um, they they have kind of a documentary look to them. Like it's not they don't look like studio Hollywood movies, but that's kind of the point. Yeah, of course. And you can watch the you know the movies that really work, like uh, you know, uh, the Celebration or Breaking the Waves, which are both movies that you might get assigned at some point, mm-hmm. and know nothing about Dogma ninety five. And still enjoy them because they're still works of art that like are perfectly yeah. perfectly functional on their own. Yeah. But knowing the process and the intent that went into them, I think, just helps you understand how did we get to this? How did we get to this object? What does this object mean? How does it fit with its context? You know, what are you laughing at? I was I was thinking I was like thinking about like how beautiful like what you're talking about is mm. and how like beautiful this movie is and how beautiful like basically every Miyazaki movie I've ever seen is and just thinking like they all exist within the same medium as the movie Epic Movie <laughs> and then and then I started imagining what Miyazaki's reaction to Epic Movie would be. It is an insult to life itself. <laughs> I think I I I feel like he would not be a pacifist anymore. I feel like he would be like no we need to like like these people need to be killed. God, what a terrible... Honestly, fuck you, Cowpen, and everyone else who was in that. God, I'm so mad that that movie exists. Alright, so... Why did we pair with the act of killing? Just because... Why did you let me do that? Uh, sometimes you just want to watch the world burn. That was... That... I'm gonna have to re-listen to that. God, what a fucking... Folks, I wish... All of you could have been there when we recorded that. Because that was... Like, didn't we have to take a break for me to cry or something? I don't know if you cried, but, like, we did, we we took, like... We we sometimes will take a break in between discussing the two movies. I think we took the longest between yeah. those. We were both just like, I, 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 I'll see it a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we both had to go... And then we had to come back and just be like, I guess we have to fucking talk about Epic Movie now. Yeah, yeah but anyway, sorry. You were talking. I don't remember what... I mean... I, I had finished my my non-point about Dogma 95. Well, yeah, I'm um, very excited to hate those movies. And by hate, I mean secretly love. And, yeah. and, and, and desperately try to continue to play this character when I'm some sort of meathead. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I have one. 
What? I, th- I think I've won. What? Oh, just like the podcast? Yeah. Oh, I've won the oh, podcast. The, yeah, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, this, yeah, you basically turned me into a person who, like, on purpose, like, tries to, like, like I've started a fucking list of movies I've watched this year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll send you, dude, get on Letterboxd. I'll send you my Letterboxd. I legitimately am on Letterboxd uh, for, like, 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 and I don't remember why, and I'm going to start doing Letterbox. Yes, yes, it is, it is so fucked up how much of a, like, you've just made me you, yeah. and it's insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I still hold that, that the greatest film medium of all time is shitty action movies, yeah. which, which is, I need to be me somehow. But I, I think it is worth talking about, you know, the, the intensity of the process that, and the intentionality of the process that goes into this movie because this movie is so much about process. Yeah. Like it it puts it spends so much time like watching Jiro fuss over like every little detail of an airplane that you would yeah. never even really think of like how every fold, every spring the, um, the fucking rivets the rivets. They spend a lot of time in this movie on the... talking about rivets. Yes. Um, yes. Which sounds boring, but really the, the effect of this is to like convince you of the artistry of what is happening here. Yes. You know, it it fully immerses you in the way that Jiro thinks about flight. Yes. And the way that like everything in the world talks to him about flight. Yeah. You know, there's a scene early in the movie where he is like just eating a fish and takes a look at the bone, the little curved bone of the mackerel. And, like, is, like, finds inspiration in that curve for, like, this is how I will design my next wing. Yes. You know? And just seeing how inspired he is. Like, you start to hear and see and feel the same things he does. So that, like, this movie, like, is... I'm going to do a thing that I probably shouldn't do and quote a canceled man. You know, there's that like that Louis C.K. bit where he's mm-hmm. talking about how like people complaining about like oh my phone has shitty connection when I'm on an airplane. He's like you're in a chair in the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's this movie does so much to just like restore the awe of flight, which yes. is something that like we all kind of take for granted. But it's, it's so insane. Yeah, like like, like I mean like. Because, like, this Jiro guy is born in 1903. Yeah. Like, 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 the year... And, like, you think about, like... He is someone who had to discover flight. Yes. It was not a given to him. No. Yeah. No. And you think about, like... You think about, like, like, fucking, like, like... It, it, it's funny, like, like, there's a scene in the movie where, like, basically, like, one of the, one of his main inspirations is this, uh, uh is this Italian, um, uh, uh, airplane designer. Uh, Caproni. Caproni. Who's a, who's a, was also a real person. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Caproni says at one point, like, 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 I've been around planes all my life. And I remember when he said that, I was like, no, you fucking haven't. Yeah. This is, like, 1918. Like, yeah. like, like, planes have been around for 15 years. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Like, like, but, but, but that's the thing. Is that like, is that like, it, it is so funny how mundane it is to us now. Mm-hmm. To, to like the point that like, I've literally never thought about flying. And like recently I've been saying to you, like, holy shit, dude, yeah. how cool would it be to fly? Yeah. And, and Miyazaki is also someone who is clearly obsessed with flight. Yes. Like he, there are like aircraft of various varieties you know some like realistic as in this movie or at least partially in this movie because there's yeah. some you know weird dream planes in this movie too because oh it, yeah he spends a lot of time in like literally dreaming about airplanes but, yes like, and jiro dreams of airplanes jiro dreams of airplanes um but like you know, like 
realistic and fantastical. There's like aircraft in almost or flight of one kind of another in basically all of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is Howl's flying castle. Yes. Yeah. No, it's Howell's Moving Castle. There is Castle in the Sky, though. Oh, that's it's different. There, he also has a lot yeah. of castles yeah. in his movies. Porco Rosso. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, there's... Just to keep going back to the documentary, there's this scene where he's, like, fussing over his drawing of the Zero. And it's clear to him that, like... Everyone is like, dude, you draw zeros so well. Like, yeah. I, I look at this and I, I get what you're going for. This is like... This is the this, zero. This is this beautiful object that is, you know, terrifying and awful in its purpose, but just so graceful and artistic. Oh but he keeps being like, no, I, I'm not getting it. Like, it's, it's clear that, like, to him, the zero represents something so beyond, like human accomplishment that yeah. is almost like a little sliver of the divine yeah um yeah would you he, yeah sorry go ahead that he just keeps being like no but if if i just draw it better you would like you would see the miracle of it yeah and he also just keeps saying like i could have got it as a younger man like i've lost my touch as a younger man i could have gotten it god but it's that's but like, so torturous <laughs> yes god yeah, yeah. um no, and, and, and you get that in this movie, and, and I think that that's what's so funny for me to hear, like, you talk about, like, people being like, how could you lionize the man that designed the Zero? And it's like, it, it, it's clear from the start that, like, like Jiro is not, like, a Japanese nationalist or something like that. Jiro fucking just loves planes and flying, and it is such a, like, 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 like he is an artist. Yeah, but the movie also doesn't excuse him. No. Um... Oh, no, he's an asshole. Yeah, but, I mean, not even just for, like... I don't... He's not an ass. It, it's, it's... It's... What he is is really fucking complicated. Yes. And that's what I love about this movie. Like, the movie, again, like, stresses so much and really sells to you how beautiful this creation is. Um, it also, at no point, forgets what it means. Um, yeah. You know, there is a scene where he, like, you know, even, like, so we, we mentioned Caproni, you mm -hmm. know, this sort of, who's not a man he actually, as far as I know, ever met in mm -hmm. his life. It is whenever Jiro dreams, he dreams of talking to this man, Caproni, who he idolizes. You know, he's, you know, he's sort of the man who inspired the love of flight in him. Mm -hmm. And so he has the, in his, in his dreams, he has these sort of, just sort of very... And he has these conversations with Caproni, um, who is, you know, in his dreams is, are designing these, like, fantastical planes that could never exist in reality. But, you know, it... It was, like, multiple pilots on different engines and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, no, like, they're, they're, they're absurd and wonderful. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, it's, it's like if Fellini designed a plane. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, uh, even from, like, the very first dream he has of Caproni, where he, he, you know, he sees these these biplanes he has designed, and they are beautiful. They're also bombers. Yes. You know, like, from the very first, you know, like, introduction of, like, his, you know, spiritual dream mentor, like, flight is connected to violence. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they like... They go to Germany at one point uh, to study under Junkers, mm -hmm. um, who is, you know, another, like, yeah. visionary aircraft designer. Like, the fucking, like, like, one of, like, the 
big fucking guys in like I mean like basically designed like I mean I mean d- designed like a ton of like Germany's um, uh, planes during World War One and was like I mean mm. just just such and an like, influential you know one. commercial civilian aircraft yeah of course but also a bunch of what became Luftwaffe aircraft too yes exactly and like you know they go to Germany and like you know they see like the Gestapo chasing people down on the street and it's yeah. clear they you know like. They don't forget what fascism means. Yeah. But also when they get to the hangar and get to look at the planes, like that's all they can think about. Just yes. how beautiful. Yes. How incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, they are, and they are in the service of a government that is like waging like an imperialist war against like, wait, when is the, when is the Sino-Japanese war? Uh, they invade Manchuria in thirty six. Like, I think even earlier than that. Yeah, I think they in, like attack like China proper in the late mid to late thirties. Yeah, but Manchuria, which is you know this weird like semi proxy undeclared war, that's yeah. it's pretty early. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that I think that when they see the Gestapo running people down, well, because Junkers dies in thirty five, so this had to be. I, Again, I don't, I don't, I don't know how constrained any of this okay, is. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to, yeah, this is Miyazaki. But anyway. The, the, the point is the poetry of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, and I think you're right that these are incredibly, like, like, like it portrays this incredibly complicated man who is, like, who, who like, I mean, I mean, I mean him and, 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 and his buddy, I forget his buddy's name, Hanjo? Uh, the, the guy voiced by Office Jim? Yes, exactly. Yeah, which, um, which, which. Uh, Kiro. Kiro Hanjo. Kiro Hanjo. Hey, I got it. Yeah. What's it no, but he also was like a real guy and like yeah. a real airplane designer. Yeah. And like he has this line at one point where I think it might be Walder in Germany where he's trying to sort of like soothe Jiro's conscience where he says, look, we're not, we're not arms merchants. But like, but the movie, like, yeah, you are. Yeah. No, I, I think what he says, we're not arms merchants, but like, this is the job. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, there's this scene where they're deep into the process of working on the zero you know they can't get the weight of it right mm-hmm. it's too heavy and at one point jiro kind of jokingly is like hey we could lose the cannons and everyone just laughs yes like yeah the movie jiro seems to think that he can separate the art of what he's doing from its purpose mm-hmm. the movie does not no the the artistry and the brutal purpose are one and the same mm-hmm. like they are inseparable yeah um absolutely yeah and it doesn't let him off the hooker for that mm-hmm. it just it it accepts all of it you yeah know? um yeah yeah there are no just you're following orders like you are making a, a weapon of war that is going to kill people yeah that is going to kill people and 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 destroy like towns just like yeah like, and like, just to add like another personal Miyazaki wrinkle to it his father was someone who sold airplane parts to the Japanese Navy. Mm-hmm. And, like, when he was younger, Miyazaki and his father had a strained relationship because he would accuse him of being a war profiteer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just... With everything in this movie, if you want to go deeper on, like, the very specific personal stuff, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also don't need to. No. I just like to. Yeah, no, yeah. no and, and that's the thing, like, you telling me that, like, definitely adds, because I'm like, oh, okay, like, yeah. that explains a lot about, not just this movie, but a lot of his movies, but then at yeah. the same time, also, it's like, I I knew none of this fucking background, I was just watching a goddamn movie about a yeah. man who loves, who's, 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 I'm not gonna say what, what, what I was gonna say, but, but, but a man who loves planes a lot, let's say, yeah. right, you know what I mean, right? I, there is, at one point, again, there, 
in the documentary where he's like it's i think it's in the scene where he can't quite get the the zero right and he's but he also keeps being like i don't even like the zero because <laughs> you know, he's like clearly it's like a it's clearly like a you're protesting too much thing he's like yes. i don't even really like the zero you know yeah. there are all these people who are like zero otakus he literally says zero otakus but like i'm not one of them i you know i don't even really like it that much i just i can't draw it right if i drew it right you would all see what fucking beauty it is <laughs> which is so funny because he is a fucking zero otaku yes, yes. Yeah. are you kidding me man yeah. you who fucking... also kind of hates himself for being a zero otaku exactly yeah. yeah yeah because he's a pacifist but he's like it's so cool which is like yeah it is so the zero is so cool yeah i was trying to explain like i was trying to explain this like 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 like, like how fucking cool the zero was to megan and she was just and she was just like what did she say she was just like well like the kamikazes and i was like no no no, no kamikazes end of the war end of the war yeah. no you need to understand and it's just it's and oh my god it's so cool yeah can you imagine flying a zero <laughs> no i literally can't what's but, it called what, what what if you could fly any world war ii plane what, what are you flying Okay, okay. Oh, we don't have time. <laughs> I want to fly. I want to fly one of those uh, Soviet planes that are just held together with duct tape. I don't know why, but when I was a when I was a kid, I I forget the name of it now, but the the U.S. Navy plane that had like the V wings that have like the weird little is that, is that that's not the Mustang, is it? No, no it's, it's not, not the Mustang. Mustang. It's I want Corsair maybe. Ooh, um, oh, I think that might be. Dude, I would. Dude, I would fucking love to be in a flying fortress. Mm. I'm gonna be in a. That's flying... a little bit like driving a bus, though. No, no, yeah, but that's the thing. Can you imagine fucking being in that? Yes, thing? the Corsair. Like the... I don't know why. I just thought. I just thought the like the little V wings were cool. The V wings are cool, yeah. dude. Fuck it, fuck it. Although, although maybe. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think the Zero is really cool. The Messerschmitt also insanely cool. What's it called? The fucking what? What? What, what was the goddamn British one? The Spitfire. Spitfire. Ooh, Spitfire. Yeah. Ooh, but the Mustang. Oh my god, dude! With the fucking tiger shit on the side, though. The Mustang. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. What's it called? They're all very cool. It's so cool to be a pilot. Yeah. Oh my god. But no. But planes are so cool. But I would love to be in a fucking. Here's what I want to do. I'm gonna be in a flying fortress. Put me in the ball turret. Mm-hmm. Fucking and just being like, I don't know if I'm gonna get squashed or not, but buddy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But okay, so we've we've talked a lot about the plane. We have we have barely even touched on his wife, oh, which is yeah. such an integral part of this movie. Because while he is dealing or really refusing to deal with all of the incredibly thorny implications of his like politically questionable artistic and te- like endeavors, yeah, like he's also again he's got this whole other plot borrowed borrowed from this novel about. You know his, um, this woman that he meets, and he meets uh, who her, is he? He he meets her by chance on a train. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, on a train um, when uh, what's it called? In 1923, like right before the Kanto earthquake, which yes. was this devastating earthquake that like leveled Tokyo and killed like I think like 120 thousand people. Yeah, it, it's legitimately like one of the. Like in terms of like body count, one of the worst natural disasters ever. And you know what's so funny? What's that? I did not know it happened. I had no <laughs> idea about it. I was like, when it happened in the thing, I was like, oh, wait, is this a monster movie? Yeah, that was, that was my thought. But um, like they they first meet, and this happens a couple times because um, like 
the, the wind literally like blows them together. Yeah. Like it carries, I think it's, it carries his hat back to her and she catches it. And then she almost falls and then, yeah, they say, yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And Go then ahead. later on when they're reunited many years later, it's because the wind blows her parasol over yeah. towards him. Yeah. Um, but like, even like, I just want to pause briefly on the earthquake because like that is like the, I think the real, like it, from an animation perspective, the real standout Oof. sequence of the film, like there's just, these just like quick few images that are just it feels like this like the frame itself is being torn apart somehow yeah like it it for a moment when the earthquake first happens you don't quite know what is happening it feels almost like something almost like satanic or monstrous has happened like yeah like, like i said like i legitimately was like oh is this a monster movie yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and then just the like there are these these scenes of like the devastation of Tokyo that are just mm-hmm. like even the like the sound design like because yeah. the 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 earthquake starts these like these massive fires yeah. um and so even from like miles and miles away like the fires are so intense it's like drawing in oxygen at like an incredible rate and there's just this sucking sound that sounds like the like the inhalations of some like huge monster. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 it sounded to me like, like, like it's infernal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like infer like, 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 but like they were having like, 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 like I've, I've seen some things on like how they like make sounds in movies and, and it's like an entire job that like yes. people do yeah. where, yeah, yeah. And, and it's related to uh, special effects, but like, but like, but like it sounded like, like, like it wasn't like a guy with like, I don't know, like some fucking celery or whatever, you know how like they make like bones crack or mm-hmm. whatever, like, like, like it wasn't anything like that. It sounded like it was a human being, like a voice. Like, like, like the guy from all those fucking like police academy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like it's not just kind of like, <sighs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and it sounds infernal. And there is this scene in there wherein like, when like he is looking at this devastation, right? And he is a student. He is a student, mm-hmm. right? What's it called? An aeronautical engineering student, right? I guess. Tokyo University, whatever the fuck it is, right? Yes. But, but University of Airplanes. Exactly. Yes. 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 And, and 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 zero tech. Yeah, zero tech. Yeah. And uh, and 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 he sees like he sees oh, like. Or I think you're going to talk about the shot that I wanted to talk about. But talk. Talk. No. Talk. No. 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 What are you talking about? Where he sees like 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 the like like planes in the. Yes. So so, this is. The moment I saw this, is like I immediately was just like, "This is one of my favorite images that I've ever seen yeah. in cinema." So the, just to set it up, it's you know, so there's the earthquake sequence is this very extended sequence. Yeah, it's, it's like maybe the longest set piece in the film, mm-hmm. where it's just like it's just you know, it, it just locates you in like the just very almost kind of low key uh, drudgery of being like a refugee, where it's just like, okay, we gotta. Train is ruined. We got to pick people up. We got to get to the like the like yeah. the civilian staging area. Okay, now we go to got to go find water. Yada yeah. yada yada. It's just, it's like it's the fact that it is so understated makes it almost more terrifying. Just because it is almost you can almost you can almost picture yourself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, at the end of this, you know, what at that point must have been like the longest and hardest day of his life. You know, he's he waits in line for this, like, just, just get a drink of water from like this one little spigot. You know, um, it's it's literally just like 
a faucet that has been left standing amongst yeah. like total devastation, and mm-hmm. you have and, and, like there's a there's a long line of people behind him for it. Just in just like one image, it's just like okay, you you see how devastated they are just to have to like work this hard for the most basic necessities yeah you know just a drink of water yeah um and you know they're all dirty they're all tired um you can just tell by looking at them he's just a briefly tangent he's really good at animating performance yes you know finding yes um like there's again in the documentary there's this whole scene of him like talking to the whole animation department and being like no no you are you are you are animating the bows in this movie all wrong because you're you're having them bow like modern people you have to remember this is in the 1930s it is a much more you know formal society you bow all the way down and then you do not come all the way back up you come like halfway back up and then a little bit more a little bit more you have to do it very slowly mm-hmm. like now yes you know it's it's 2013 we all you know we were a lot more informal with it you have to remember this is a society that is obsessed with etiquette performance and place yes you know yeah just just like as an example of how much thought goes into like how do we communicate you know how much can we communicate just based on like body language and movement you know yes bringing to the animation what an actor would bring yes yes the emperor is still god in this time yeah yes but anyway so they're they're you know he's he's finally after again the longest and hardest day of his life, you know, able to take just a drink of water. Yeah. You know, um, and he looks out over the city, and it is just devastated. It is just ash and smoke, and you know it looks like you know those those like the the the, de- it, it, the like like Hiroshima. I was gonna say the rubble at like the World Trade Center after oh, and yeah. like the pillars of smoke, but as if that was the whole city. Yes, you know? yes, exactly. And he looks up, and there is just one little sunbeam, and in that sunbeam, there is just a single a single plane, just lit up, like again, like just just a little piece of the sublime, mm-hmm. and it's it's so far away, it's so small, but like even in the most fallen devastated moments somewhere out there even if you can't grasp it even if it is so far away it is almost over the horizon there's a little bit of beauty left in the world you know and it's just i don't i don't even really like describing it because it's one of those things that yeah. like you can't really you just do justice but one other detail that i think is worth noting there is that on the plane on the wings still stamped the Japanese flag like even in those moments like again the the, the most beautiful moment of the film the film maybe there's still nationalism yes like it still doesn't let you forget that yes like it's all intrusive yes um yeah. but what we were trying to talk about was his wife yes um yes who is this who is this woman that he meets by chance and like beats by chance twice, like first yeah. as a child, then as an adult. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as a child, like as like you know, a young man. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 As, right, but but you know, right, right, and you know, right, and 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 he saves her and 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 her maid, right? He like carries her maid. He's just like he's just like this like like knight in shining fucking armor in the middle of like this horrendous tragedy befall not just him but the fucking city of tokyo like mm. the nation of fucking japan yeah. like 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 and he is this guy who just immediately is like 
no, like I'm going to set your leg and I'm going to carry you. Yeah. And and I am going to be here for you. He brings them water in a shirt of his. Mm-hmm. Like 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 and then like they're like what is your name? Like we need to and he's just like don't worry about it and he yeah. just leaves, right? Cuz I mean I'm not doing this for any benefit other than like this is the right thing to do, right? right? And like that is what I love your description of him being complicated as because he is this man who is this like genuinely like gentle soul, yeah. right? But He's in so many ways decent. Yes. But in so many ways completely destructive at the same time. Exactly. Yes, 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 yeah. And not just in the sense that, like, he literally built weapons of war. Exactly. Even in his personal life, which is what the wife thing gets to. Exactly, yes. He meets this woman because, so he designs this plane, and it just fucking, just, just falls apart in the sky. Just falls apart. He's working for Mitsubishi at this at this time. Throughout the whole thing. He's Throughout the whole thing. Yeah, Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 this fucking plane. He designs this, but he works so hard on it, and it just fucking falls apart in the sky. And the mm-hmm. fucking pilot has to bail and everything, yeah. right? And 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 it's a whole thing, right? And it is, and it is, and and, and they like send him away. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're just like, you need to you need to chill, right? Yeah. And he goes to this hotel. It's like a, it's like a spa, like yeah, a yeah. retreat out in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, like you need a sabbatical. Which, like, bro, how badly do you want to go to like the fucking mountains of Japan? Oh, I would love to, and then like meet Werner Herzog and have him talk to you about about the evils of fascism. Oh my yeah. god, can you fucking imagine? And then kill yourself in that forest? <laughs> or, or that just might be me. That just might be me. No, what's it called? And then have a fucking YouTuber find you. Yeah, dude, that honestly might be how I go. Yeah, you might be the YouTuber. I might be the YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you would make me a YouTube, okay, shut up. Anyway, finish no, your thought. Yeah, no, no, no. And so, and so, and so, he like reconnects with, and it is like, yeah, he, he finds the the girl there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, they rekindle their romance, but yeah, and it is, and and it is this beautiful like 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 we're like we're like he like 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 and they rekindle the romance based on he like he makes these like incredibly intricate paper airplanes, yeah. right? And like because she is up in her room sick. Right. Yeah, and she can't. She can't leave. She can't go out and she can. She, I mean, she can go out to like paint. That's yes. really one thing she does. But yeah. Like, you know, she. It's always very tenuous with her. Exactly. Right. Right. And so and so he can't see her. Right. Right. As much. So he like basically like, basically like continues on like 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 the rekindling of their relationship by like doing the thing he loves basically building and designing like these paper planes right that are not weapons of war they're just fucking paper. And like and like shooting them up to her and like throwing them to her and like yeah. you know what I mean right and they and they have this whole thing and they basically fall in love this way right mm-hmm. and and then and then and then you know and then like it's a very quick kind of romance you know what I mean right that that but but it's revealed oh no she has fucking tuberculosis yeah right which how do you get tuberculosis I mean it's I believe it's just a communicable disease so why didn't he get tuberculosis it, it's I don't know enough about it. I think I, it, it's. It, I think it might be hard to catch, but I. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, because her mom got tuberculosis and she got tuberculosis from her mom. And then her mom died. Which can you imagine fucking giving your kid the disease that you have? Yeah. That that has to be rough. Yeah. That has to be rough. I feel like if like my parents gave me a like terminal disease, I'd be like, I'm fine. Yeah. Can't tell them that. But anyway. But no. But um. Fuck it. But 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 so. But that. But that's like the other spine of this movie is that while he's you know obsessing away over the zero his wife is also dying yes and like he is unable to be sufficiently present for her Mm -hmm. um 
you know, because like, like I said, like this is as much of it is like a cost of art and what does it all mean movie. It's also like a like a work life balance movie. Yeah. Like, so if the two things that are animating Miyazaki at the end of his career, one of them is you know, basically what does you know what has my art counted for, you know. Um, because, like, again, in the documentary, he talks very openly about, like, if there's this quote in here. I want to actually read this exactly. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, one second. Um, the people who design airplanes and machines, no matter how much, how much they believe what they do is good, the wind, winds of time turn them into tools of industrial civilization. It's a mm. cursed dream. Animation, too. Today, all of humanity's dreams are cursed dreams. I mean, how do you know films are even worthwhile? Is it just a grand hobby? Maybe there was a time to make films that mattered, but now, so much of the world is rubbish. Um, Jesus Christ. So, like, again, like, and, you know, he, there's another scene where he talks about, like, yeah, you know, after we make this movie, you know, I'm going to retire, and, you know, I think there's a good chance that, like, Studio Ghibli, this thing that I worked so hard to find, is, you know, it's going to go away. I mean, it will at some point. I know that. Like, everything goes away at some point. And, you know, this is... So half of the movie is reflecting on that kind of thing. But it's also like, okay, I put all this time into this thing. And my son kind of hates me. Yeah. And that has been kind of transposed onto the wife. Who doesn't hate him. But it's like a, you know... I. I she literally leaves the place where she is trying to recover and buy some fucking time for herself, the sanatorium, mm -hmm. to come be with him and support him in his project. Yes. Yeah. But, but like, the, the, the feeling of not only was the artistic endeavor worthwhile, but was the time I spent on it perhaps better spent on something else? Exactly. Like, those are the two sort of animating personal prongs of this movie. Yeah. That, like, again, I think it is, use, like, interesting to know how much, I think, of Miyazaki's personal life is in that. But I, those are just two things that I, I don't think you need to know that. They are just two interesting spines. Yes. Like, no... No, 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 they absolutely are. No, and, 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 and I think that it's, it's like, what I love about this movie is that it, like, I don't, and, and, and I don't know if you'll disagree with this or not, but I feel like it doesn't actually give you its opinion on Jiro. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like it doesn't be like, it doesn't be like, yeah, go ahead. I think that this is a phrase that I think is sometimes... Sometimes when movies are going for this, I think it is very frustrating. But here, I think it is... The movie asks more questions than it has answers. Yes. And, I, I, again, I think that often annoys me. Um, because I think often that just means a film, you know, gestures towards things without really having anything to say about them. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think, you know, the thing that I always think about more... It, is a movie like The Dark Knight, which is a movie that I like in a lot of ways, but also keeps gesturing, you know, keeps insisting on, like, it has something to say about, like, you know, the, what does it mean to, you know, how much of our personal rights should we give up to have security? And, you know. Yeah, that was a big jerk off yeah, motion and, for me. And, like, it doesn't really have a whole lot to say about any of those things. It just kind of points in the direction, like, hey, that kind of, that's an interesting thought, you know. 
Yeah. You have any you have any thoughts on that? Because you know we've this is a movie about a clown. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, damn, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. But like, this is a movie where like, it, no, I think the the more accurate way to to talk about it is this movie gives like five potential answers and then says yes to all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like it is it is able to hold two thoughts in its head at the same time. Yes. You know? Isn't Jiro an, an incredible artist in what he does? Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't Jiro a, 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 a at his heart pretty decent guy? Yeah. Yes. Is Jiro Isn't Jiro a terrible husband? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't isn't Jiro in a way responsible for thousands of deaths? Yes. yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like there's, I think the sort of the central question of the movie um, ultimately is like that it, it comes in one of those dream sequences where he's talking to Caproni where Caproni says like, would you rather live in a world with the pyramids or without them? Mm-hmm. And I don't think the movie nudges us in one direction or the other. Yeah. It just makes clear the cost either way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. much with the pyramids, which are these beautiful works of art that were built on the bones of thousands of slaves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. No, I mean, and, and that's the one question that it really just, that it doesn't give a yes to. It just goes, what do you think? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Because that is a very personal question that everyone has to answer yeah. for themselves. I mean, I mean, like, you think about, like, I mean, like, there is so much, like, man-made beauty in this world mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know and and the question that people love to ask you know like at what cost right. and it's like and it's like that is a different calculation for every person mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that is a, I, mean, I mean like that it is it is it is something that you know i mean it's why we have like the field of ethics you know what right. i mean which I mean, even the fucking field of ethics is just people being like i don't know you know what i mean yeah. right like maybe i don't know you yeah. know what i mean right like it it, it is it is, it and 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 and, I mean that is, I don't know, man. This is a really beautiful film. Yeah, and I, I want to talk a little bit about the ending. Yeah. Um, because I this is this what made you cry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will say we are going to spoil it, but mm-hmm. I will also say I don't really think this is a movie that can be spoiled. Um, because again, attempting to put an, into words any of the things that are going on here, I think is insufficient. Like I, I knew everything that happened in this movie before I watched it. Like I had listened to a podcast much like this one, describing it in detail. Um, was before, it blank check? It was. Before I watched it and still was reduced to jelly in a way that I have never before by a movie been reduced to jelly. Yeah, can yeah. I say, folks, Rob came out of his room after watching this, and I was legitimately concerned for him. I was yeah. like, are you okay? Because I have, I don't think I've, I've never, I've known you for, what, we've known each other five, six years now? Something, like five. Yeah, yeah, and we're like, basically. Very as, close. Like, like as close as two people can get without fucking, right? And, or, or, I don't know. Maybe give closer. It, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, give it time. We're, we're edging. Yeah, we <laughs> I, you actually might know me better than my ex-wife does, but uh, okay, never mind. Moving on, yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but no, 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 no. But like, but like, but like, like I have never seen you like that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, like the most I had ever cried in a movie before this again was at the Sixth Sense, weirdly, and it was like mm-hmm. there were a few tears rolling down my face. Yeah, but you know, I was like functioning as a human being. Yeah, like after I watched this, like I. 
And it wasn't it didn't even happen during the movie. Like I you know, I turned it off, I was like, that was really something. Yeah. And then I was about to like go and take a shower, and I think you were in the shower, and so I kinda just had to like, hmm. Just had to kind of like sit there for a second just to wait for you to get done. And I just kept thinking about it. And I kept thinking about it. And then like I was like, oh, is this gonna happen? <laughs> and then just just like a switch flipped and I just like doubled over. Oh my god. And for like literally like half an hour was just sobbing yeah. uncontrollably. Yeah. And then like you finally got out of the bathroom and I went and um <laughs> I guess I'll just say it. I went and I had to take a shit. I was taking a <laughs> shit and I started sobbing uncontrollably again <laughs> while I was shitting. I cleaned myself up, then I got in yeah. the shower, started crying again. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I, I think I cried a little bit while I was like running grocery or yeah. gra- grabbing groceries later yeah. in the day. Yeah. Just, this movie hit me hard let me tell you listen i listen you want to think i've never done that i just went through a divorce pal yeah i did that exact same thing that doesn't crying while you shit is an incredibly confusing feeling yes it's it's not i don't like it no it's like eating a candy bar while you shit like you just don't want to do it no you know what i mean but like i'm just not someone who cries much no you're like i cry like once a year, maybe. Rob is the most Irish man who has ever lived. I have cried over breakups less than this. You have. I've seen you. I've seen you post breakup before. You see me after getting dumped. Yes. Cry less than this. Yo, my God. Yeah. No. No. When this. When this. Wait. Let me. Let me tell. I, I don't think I told you this. When I saw you, because like Rob's eyes just like completely, like clearly had just been crying his, like literally crying his fucking eyes out, mm-hmm. and I, and I thought I was like, oh my God, did. Did, did his girlfriend dump him? I was like, I was like, no, it wouldn't be that much. <laughs> I thought, I thought like one of your parents might have died or something. Like I did it. I was so concerned. No a movie about a plane, <laughs> which is honestly completely makes sense. But yeah, between this and Wings, which yeah. is also like those are. Uh, there's probably two like top five movies for me. Yeah, I might have a thing about planes. You might have a thing like, about planes. And, and like another like one of my like absolutely favorite movies, one that does not really get me emotional, but that I just absolutely love is The Right Stuff. Oh, which yeah. is not about planes, but like definitely flight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's about a bunch of pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that is definitely a movie about a bunch of pilots. That is absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it, Rob. I perfectly summarized a movie. But actually, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, it's okay. I'm going to become a pilot, and then I'll take you up in my plane. How does that sound? Um, yeah, that, that is a movie about just almost exclusively about how insane pilots are. It is. Like, have you ever... What's it called? Did you ever read, like, when, like uh, Chuck Yeager just died. Yeah. What's it called? What are the coolest men to ever live? I, I, I am sure that Chuck Yeager, the man, is one of the coolest people to ever live. But specifically, Sam Shepard as Chuck Yeager in The Right Stuff oh. is... I think the coolest person I have ever seen. Oh my god! Like, not only is he out there breaking the speed of sound, like totally nonchalantly, yeah, just like slapping gum on the side of the Bell X one, yeah, yeah, another day at the job, yeah, you know, but also like just out here riding horses, yeah. And there's something, there's something about the fact that like he is, other <laughs> weirdly than uh, fuck, what's his name, uh, Ed Harris as um. Senator Astronaut. What's his name? Oh, John Glenn. John Glenn. 
Um, he's the only one in like a healthy marriage. Yeah. Somehow makes him so much cooler. No. Do you know the quote about like someone asked him like what like like that he would say when people would be like, "What was it like to break the like the sound barrier?" What was that? What's it called? His quote, I know I'm, I've heard it, but I can't remember. I'm gonna butcher it, but it was something. It was just like, "Well, it was good, but I, but he was basically like, "Well, it was good, but I was good as fucking my wife." Or yeah. Something. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's and then it's, when he died, his wife tweeted it out, and it was just like, yeah, like. like and just the way, as at least is portrayed in the movie, like, their relationship is, like, again, like, because, like, every other astronaut in the movie is, like, just a fucking boy. Yes. Just out here, like, just, just fucking and sucking, but, like, a boy. Yeah. Just, like, a little horny little boy just running around yeah. chasing his peener every which way. Yeah. And Sam Shepard is just, I love my wife, I am deeply dedicated to my wife, and I am deeply dedicated to fucking the shit out of my wife. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those things because I think he died after after I got separated. Mm-hmm. It was part of me that like I thought about it and I was just kind of like, oh yeah, like we didn't have that. Like no smoke to her. But, I don't like, know that. Like 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 like, but it was I don't it 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 helped me get over my ex. Yeah. honestly, it did. Like it was it it, it, it I mean, you <clears throat> just love to see it. Yeah, you do. But like but like yeah no I mean I mean Chuck Yeager's cool, but back. to Back to the movie. Back to... Okay, we're just talk, about to talk about the thing that made me as sad. Not even as sad. It wasn't sadness exactly. It was just... Beauty. It was an emotional exorcism yeah. is what it felt so like. So what was it? So I sh- we just need to... I I can't put my finger on it. Like I literally... like I, I, wrote, I wrote a whole review of this movie on Letterboxd just to try and explain to myself... Yes. What like made me so emotional. And I, I still don't really have it. Yeah. But... Let's just describe the ending of this movie. So, again, he's had this relationship with his incredibly supportive but actively dying wife. <laughs> yes. The most dying a wife can be. Yes. And he just... He he wants so hard to be a good husband and is so gentle and loving when he is with her but is so frequently with her even as she is dying. Yes. Um, and But, like, you know, he takes... He, he's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here for a moment. I'm gonna be here for you in just a minute. I we just we finally cracked the plane. We've got it built. I just need to go down to the testing grounds for a few days just to to finally see it fly. Um, and as he is doing that, like his wife makes the decision that she's going to go back to the sanitarium to die there alone. Mm-hmm. Um, God, and that you know she she wants Jiro to remember her not as you know a specter. Yeah. You know, that she wants him, she doesn't want him to have to see her die. Um, and even that decision, like, you could spend an hour talking about the ramifications of that and yeah. what it means. But he's down at the testing ground. They, they finally see the Zero take its first flight. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it fulfills everything that, that he had hoped it would fulfill, you know. Um, and as it is flying, and it's just, it's soaring, it is glinting like... Just like the the planes in this movie always seem to be just be like shining with their own inner light. Yeah. Um, they're drawn so luminously. Um, and it's it's you know it's soaring and doing these barrel rolls and they're breaking the speed record. It's perfect. And it's it you know um, and he is noticing in the background a train taking away and we know that it is the train that is bearing his wife away from him for the last time and he somehow seems to know it too even though he's not actually been informed of this 
But he looks away. He looks up at the plane, and someone says, it flies like a dream. Um, everything that he had hoped to accomplish has been accomplished. And he's lost everything at the same time. Yeah. And then from It Flies Like a Dream, the film fades to just wreckage. Um, after the war, um, just the wreckage of all the planes that he built. You know, just the devastation and the cost. Yeah. You know, this is what you built. This is what came of it. Yeah. Um, fire and death and failure, you know. Um, he built his plane, but he lost his wife, his war, even his country. You know, the Japan after World War II is not the same no. Japan. Um, no. The emperor literally had to be like... I am not a god. Like, like, yeah. like, like, like the, 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 the centuries old, like. Even just the way they rebuild, everything yeah, looks every, different. The yes. architecture is completely different. Yes. Like, social mores are different. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, you have all these fucking Americans all over your goddamn country yeah, now. You know, yeah, the last scene of the movie is him having one last conversation with Caproni. And, you know, they, they see in the dream for one last time just a, a fleet of zeros skimming low over the ground. And again, yeah. it's just, it's as fast and as visceral and as beautiful as you could hope they could be. And, you know, they remark that, you know, not, they're beautiful, not a single one came home. Yeah. And there was no home for them to come home to. Yeah. And all the pilots, like, salute him. Yeah. Like, like there is this sense of, like, you did this thing. And goddamn it, like it was a thing you did, and like and like it 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 it's so because like it meant something, and at the same time, it didn't mean a goddamn thing. Yes, you know. And the the final shot of the movie is Caproni. You know, he and Caproni have this conversation where they both just kind of look back wistfully. I'm, you know, like like what you said. Look at what we have achieved, and look what it costs. Yeah. And then Caproni just says, you know, hey, I've got a nice bottle of wine back at my house. Would you like to come back and share a glass of it with me? And the very last shot of the film is the two of them just walking back down behind this hill. You know, they walk down this hill, and it's, you know, just this perfect Miyazaki image where he, he paints the natural world so well. Because he is, he is so, you know, he seems so attuned to it. Nature plays such a part in all of his films. Again, in the documentary, they, they point out that every day he takes an hour just to go up on the roof and look at the sky um and so you just you see them disappear behind the hill and for a moment all you have is just the sky and the hills and the wind in the grass and it's clear that's just that is all that will be left of us yeah all of our accomplishment all of our achievement all of our folly it is all vanity in the end and it will be washed away and all that will be left is the wind and the grass so why don't you come and sit with me for a minute, friend? Because it's all that we have. Yeah. And I am actively fighting the urge to cry. Just cry! Oh, oh my God! Cry! No, um, no, it's no, it's I. I can't in front of people. Right? <laughs> you are, you are the biggest fucking Mick in the world. But I yeah. love you for it. But yeah. no, no, I mean, buddy, listen. You want to tell me? We literally, I don't know if I told. We literally live across the street from the graveyard. I will probably be buried in. Hmm. Do you know that? Didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, I actually visit my great-grandparents in there from time to time. I don't know if I ever told you that. Yeah, no, no, it is, it is, I mean, it is the, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's a it's a microcosm for, like, I mean, human existence in, in the whole. Like, I mean, like, if, like, like, even, like, 
World War Two in a way, like, mm-hmm. like, like, like I don't like. I mean, like, fifty three million fucking people died. Yeah, like so many people died yeah. in horrendous ways. Yes, like whether they were fighting or not, like just like one of the one of the greatest human tragedies of all time, World War Two, and like. It's a video game now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just... Like, it's just... Like, it's a video game. I mean, I mean, did you ever play Call of Duty World at War? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. you literally get to commit war crimes in that. Yes. Yeah, which, buddy, let me tell you something. I know you did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they were Germans. I don't care. Yeah. But, no. But, but, but at the same time, also, like... I mean, I mean, it is... It is... It... It... it, it it's... I don't know. And, and, and that's something that I think... Like I don't know, it's it, it's so beautiful, yeah, and it's and it's so complicated, you know, because like here you have this because like I think that there is something, and I think within every man, woman, and child there is this want and need. I mean, I know I have it to like create mm-hmm. to like do something. Like for instance, like this, like here's like I can't fucking sing, I can't fucking play an instrument, right? I can't fucking draw for sh- I literally when I was in 5th grade, my art teacher said to me, "I think you should give up on art." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, "I think you shouldn't tell 10-year-olds this, but I mean, fair enough. That's one less thing I got to worry about, I guess." Like I I am not a man like this. This is me creating, which god, but you know oh. what I mean? But like and 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 and, and like I mean, he, this woman, like, in the movie, in, in real life, the real Jiro, spoiler alert, was, like I think, like, married to the same woman for the entire time and had, yeah, like, yeah. five kids. Like, he's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, like, but, like, but, like, but, like, this woman, like, like, imagine, like, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I, 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 my, when my great grandma died, you know, we went to the synagogue and, 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 and my dad asked, you know, cause they were sitting shiva there with her and, and, and my dad asked like, do you want to come in and see her? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, no. Yeah. Right. Because I was like, I want to remember her for how she was like my, my memories of her. I didn't, I never saw her. I didn't see her body. My memories of her are, are, are of, are of her being like alive and active, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And, 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 and with my other great grandmother, who died a few years later, I, you know, right, you, you know, you don't leave, we don't leave the body alone, right? And so I sat with her body for six hours while my parents made arrangements, you know what I mean? And like, and like, so I had two completely different, and, and I don't know which one was the right experience. I, like, they yeah. just were both experiences I had. And that's the thing, is that like, with this, like, 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 he achieved his dream and lost everything, and I don't know what the right call was there. Like, right. I don't know. And do you want to live in a world with pyramids or without? Exactly. Right. And and one of the and, and the whole reason why Jiro fucking gets into designing aircraft in the first place, what he originally wanted to be was a fucking pilot, but he's nearsighted. He's nearsighted. Yeah. He's nearsighted, so he can't fucking be a pilot. Yeah. So so like so like he like fuck it. So like 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 like. But that's the thing, though, is that like so. Like, is it, what, like, what is even, like, might have been even worse because he could have been fucking flying the thing and having to, because, buddy, let me tell you something. Imagine being a pilot in Japan in this time period and being like, I'm not going to be in the Navy. Or, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, no, like, he would have been fucking dive-bombing Manchuria, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, so it's like, the, and, and like, and like, not because 
he wanted to kill Chinese people or anything like that. Because that's what you did at that time. Yeah, he just loves planes. It's yeah. and, and, and because it is so beautiful and like it is it is it is the tragedy of life. You know what I mean? Right. Right? It's like, <clears throat> I work a job where 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 like I have to think about am I making the world a worse place? And you know what? I honestly might be. Oh, you definitely are. I one hundred percent am. But I'm doing it. I mean, it seems like your contributions are fairly small. Yes, but... yes, but like I am a little Eichmann. You know what I mean? I will call myself that. And 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 that's the thing, right? And 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 the reason why I am doing this job. I mean, I am too. I should make that clear. We all are. Yeah. Like like like, like it is something that is I don't know how you make it in this world without like 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 the system we have now is one wherein like if you want to do something you chances are going to make the world a worse place yeah. you know what i mean right like it is hard to not make the world a worse place doing yeah. what you're doing right and and making any sort of living and like that's the thing is that like i was explaining to someone like the reason why i can square the circle of what i do is because it means this dream i have of like of 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 having my own place with my children you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wherein, like, it can just be me and that. No smoke to my parents or anything like that. No smoke to anyone else. But wherein, like, I can just be with them. Right. right? And have my own life. And that is all I want. And 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 to that end, I have to, I, you know, square this circle. And, like, and, and it's not even close to what Jiro went through. But, like... Right. But, but I mean, again, that's... That is at the core of all art. Yeah. Like finding a th- a thing that is not exactly like your thing. Yeah. But expresses something that somehow in its specificity becomes universal. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing, you know, because my real creation, my real thing, it's not this fucking podcast, it's my children. Right. Like, 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 and being their father is the great joy in my life. I mean, one of many joy, you know, being your friend is also a great joy in my life, right? Being, you know, it's got to be the one above your children. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. 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 My children, oh man, I want to say Arthur and Jenny. What's it called? Who knows? No. But uh, to, to quote the great West Studi in a film we are about to discuss, I am number one. All others are two or lower. Yes. <laughs> what a great line. So yeah, what you, what you want to do is you want to watch this movie. Yes. And then after that, you want to cry for about an hour. Yes. And then to uh, cleanse yourself, you want to watch My Neighbor Totoro. That's right. Which is a nice movie about how it's cool to be friends with a giant teddy bear. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. We, Made with as much artistry in this film, but if it makes you cry, it will be tears of delight. Yeah, it, it's because I watched My Neighbor Totoro and I was like, what the hell is this movie going to be? And, and it is just. Because remember, you say, you, you said it is, and I quote, uh, four babies. And I yes. was like, I mean, okay. Like, what the hell could that possibly mean? I watched it like, oh, this is for babies. Yes. This is- I love it. It's yeah. a fantastic movie. Oh, for babies. I showed it, it is- to my children. They loved it. Yeah, because they are the target age of babies. Yes. Can I tell you something though? What? Jojo was terrified of Totoro. He he big. Yeah, he, he got teeth. She she get she get like she get like kind of like running away off right 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 where like she couldn't see it dead on but was kind of like peeking around trying right. to and she's totoro curious yes exactly yeah and and, and i being the supportive father i am i just went you scared <laughs> i'm a great dad uh, uh she was just like no and i was like oh why'd you come over here loved folks if you're gonna have children make sure you torture them a little bit it's yeah. it's it's kind of worth it yeah 
But uh, yeah, no, this is a definite recommend. And, and and if you have HBO Max, I think all of his movies, all the Studio Ghibli yeah. movies are on there. Like, folks, like you're, you're just it's it's it's. I don't know about all of the rest of the Ghibli movies, but all of his movies are on there. Yes. even even the pre Ghibli ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, folks, folks, just type in Miyazaki and the fucking HBO Max and pick one. You're gonna be happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this one specifically, I mean, fucking, I mean, I mean, I don't fucking watch all the, watch them all. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, nothing. They're great. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, and if you're like, listening to this podcast, you're doing is, nothing with there your life. There is such uh again, as we've talked about before, there is such a breadth within those movies where you get movies like you know, The Wind Rises that are in no way, shape, or form for babies. No, like, no, no. I remember that will make you. Yeah, you asked me. I was like, I just like you asked me if your kids could watch it. I, like, I don't even. Think, I don't like. I'm not saying no. I just don't think they would get it. Yes, like, exactly. It's, just, it's not for them. It's yeah. not like it's not like there's like tits and blood in it. It's yeah. just you know it's yeah. It's I don't think they're really interested in like marriage and the cost of art. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, yes, yes. But it's shown in Porco Rosso, uh, which yeah. is a movie about how misogyny is cool. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> My butt's bigger than it looks. Yeah, there is Porco. a yeah. I, I know it's from Porco Rosso. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. No, no, it's a, no, no. I mean, really, no. I mean, but I will say, it, it's it's not a movie about how misogyny is cool. It is a movie that accurately portrays an Italian man. <laughs> Love that. Ah, this has been Matt's uh, 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 ethnic stereotype corner. Uh, what's it called? And Matt's misogyny corner. I do. What happened? That's I not a corner. That's a whole building. <laughs> I love women. have the i think honestly a great chaser oh my god because you do just need something light yes after this you just need a fun movie about peewee herman having a farting superpower (laughs) yes yes and that movie folks it's mystery man rob would you roll the trailer for me buddy let's roll that trailer in a place called champion city Forces of good and evil. Captain Amazing, what a surprise. Are about to collide. Well, we've always been each other's greatest nemesis. Society. Nemesis. Nemesis. <laughs> now, with the city's one true hero missing. Captain Amazing is in danger. Kaboom. Who will step forward? You again. Wannabes. To answer the call of justice. Don't mess with the volcano, my man. I will go Pompeii on your 
What? This moment. The city's in peril, Lucille. All of their lives. Butch needs his vest back. Well, it's my vest, too. I bought it for him. But now that their time has come... I'm a superhero, too. What's his power? Excuse me. They're going to need all the help they can get. We gotta find a lot of superheroes really quickly. State your name and power. PMS Avenger. I only work four days a month. Is there a problem with that? No. No. I am the Waffler. Waffle Man! Too late to try out? Sorry. You're in. Wow, my first mission, and we're gonna rescue Captain Amazing. Here we go. Universal Pictures presents. We need to talk about your plans. I'm going to kill you. Right, that's the part that really doesn't work for me. A new league of heroes that step to a different beat. Well, I am a ticking time bomb of fury. I don't find you threatening at all. <laughs> We're not your classic heroes. We're the other guys. Mystery men. I'm invisible. Can you see me? Yes. Wow. Maybe you should put some shorts on or something if you want to keep fighting evil today. You're so right. This is a perfect chaser. Yeah, let me tell you, I actually really liked this movie. Right! I found it delightful. Right! It is a deeply flawed movie in a of lot course. of ways. Of course. But like a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. 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 No, I mean I mean that's why this is one of my favorite movies because it is like it is like it is like a movie where it's just kind of like it's 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 not trying to fucking say anything. It mm. is just a movie that is just like, isn't this cool? Isn't this fun? Mm. Look, we got all these guys together. It's yeah. it's fun. We got some guys. Yeah, it's a good, yeah. It's it is a good time. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Which like you know, I mean like I mean like which like I don't want to say like 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 the wind rises like it it it's not that it's like a bad time, but it is like again, it is a movie that may reduce you to jelly for a half an hour. Exactly. Yeah. Versus like I mean I mean I mean I mean look I mean I mean. I mean, I mean, look, 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 look. The wind rises is 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 a zero flying on the flying out to sea on the horizon, right? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Man is a I don't know. This is a man with his arms stretched out as if they were wings, going. <laughs> which <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Which folks, you know what? Which folks sometimes you got to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? And 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 this is a movie which I think <clears throat> I think first off I just want to talk about how cool does this movie look? You know what I mean? I mean. So I, I was like thinking, the aesthetic of it. So I was thinking, like this movie is obviously just ripping off Tim Burton, mm-hmm. but I kind of like that they just decided to rip off like every version of Tim Burton, mm-hmm. like because you both have the like in places you have the like Batman like backlot noir German expressionist cartoon stuff, but then it, you also get like. In, like, most of the interiors, you get, like, weird, kitschy, suburban, like, yeah. Edward Scissorhands, Edward uh, Tim mm-hmm. Burton. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, you know, if you're going to copy an aesthetic, like, pre-Planet of the Apes Tim Burton is a pretty good aesthetic to copy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, and I think they pull it off well. And yeah. I think that, and, 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 like, yeah, like, this is a movie from 1999. What's it called? Which is when, like, I, I was thinking about this. After I saw this movie, I said out loud, I was like... Man, 1999 was the last fun year. You know what I mean? I mean, not if you were, I guess, 
you know, Balkan. But like, yes, but if you were American, right? Like it was it was an okay year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like yeah. Yeah. It's not just because we were eight. Yes. And everything was perfect. No. Yeah. yeah, not at all. Yeah, I was talking to someone today and they were just being like, everything was so much better when I was 12. And I was like, because you were 12. Yeah. They don't, like, God, I need to talk to you about that talk I had with someone. excited today. to hear about it. Yeah, well, yeah, You'll but, definitely forget. Yeah, I'll, we'll <laughs> put a pin in that along with whatever the other thing was that I'm sure we both, I'm sure you've definitely <laughs> forgotten. It has been two hours and I've completely forgotten yeah. what it was. Was it about Orm? No. <laughs> Oh my god, this sucks. I am, like, like how do I not listen to myself? Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, no, no. But this, so, so this is a movie, this is a 1999 movie, um, 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 and, 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 and directed by who gives a shit? I don't so, know. It's directed by Kinka Usher, who is... Wait, hold on. What was that name? Kinka Usher. 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 Kink Usher? Kinka. 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 Where's he from? Uh, I want to say Germany. What? Let me, let me look that up. So I do. I did want to very briefly yeah, talk yeah. about Kinka Usher. Yeah, talk about Kinka so Usher. Let me, let me look it up because I want to confirm that it is a Germany. He's definitely from a no French, French. But I was I was going to say he was he's from the land of the funky beats for sure. He is a, a man who loves his funky beats. Yeah, um, but I just want to talk about him very briefly because he is one of my like low key the best kind of. Uh, um, wikipedia bio which is one that like kind of insults him without quite without quite like fully going out there um and and saying it but it's basically just that you know in his career section just describes you know okay he started out as like a camera operator working for roger corman who's you know what did roger corman say yeah we i mean he's you know we've talked about him a little bit before you know this like famous american like independent producer who was (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, uh, gave a lot of people their start. It was like, you know, if, as long as you put like two tits in a motorcycle chase in my movie, you can make whatever kind of arty project you want to make. Um, you know, I don't care. Whatever. You know, I'll put it out there. Who cares? Uh, just make me some money and I don't give a shit what you do. Um, he started off as a camera operator for that guy. Um, yep. Great guy. And before, and then like went on to like directing television commercials. Was like, yep. was like one of the like biggest... Wait, who? Wait, wait, Kinka or... Kinka. Oh, Kinka. Kinka. Sure. What's it called? What? Okay. Continue. That's just his name and we're going to have to <laughs> It's that. such a... Where is he? Is he, like, Algerian or... I don't know. I don't I don't know. It just said French. It just... Because all of the information that his Wikipedia page is basically just... He was a very famous director of television commercials. He directed Forgot Milk. He directed the Taco Bell Chihuahua. <laughs> won a DGA award for, like, best television commercial of the year. He was the shit king of television commercials. He then directed the film Mystery Men. He then went back to television commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who else did that? No, 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 no. There's another, like, commercial director. Who was that? Who fucking did... God, this is gonna kill me. I think I think the... Really extraordinary gentleman, right? No. Was that no, it? the one that we... Dis- the one that we discussed... Yeah, that's right. ...was, uh... Um... Uh... Fuck, I'm just seeing the picture of F. Murray Abraham. 13 Yes, ghosts. 13, 13 ghosts, ghosts, that's right. Bring and, up the cube! Which, folks, by the way, Rob just sends me that picture sometimes. They don't know the picture. <laughs> they haven't seen the picture. <laughs> well, why? I assume that all of our listeners watch every movie. 
And then, and then, and even, then, our... even if they had seen the movie, they wouldn't necessarily know which individual frame I had decided to randomly send you and set as my profile picture on Letterboxd. <laughs> If you want to know what picture it is, find me on Letterboxd. Rob, Rob, Rob sends me that picture, and I say the same thing every time, which is, I think I say something around the lines of like, the lines, the lines of like, when she brings out the cube and keeps sucking or something yeah. like that. It's a great joke that yeah. you've never laughed at. Yeah. Did you laugh the first time I said it? Yes, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Oh my god, I just. <laughs> So we're not gonna talk about the stream because now I now I have to talk about Benicio del Toro. So just just the most demonic thing you said. What is it from? It, okay, so there's a one of the the great things, and I was I was initially unsure if this is a great thing, but I've decided that it is great. One of the great things about no longer being on Twitter is that I will sometimes miss things. That I'm sure everyone on film Twitter was passing around in like 2018. Yeah. And I, I find them on the dad timeline, which is like three years after everyone else knows about them. I finally hear about them and was like, oh shit, this is great. I'm going to start using this all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, there's a, a clip from the, um, this uh, like Showtime limited series from like two or three years ago called Escape at Danamora. That was about, I think it was like based on like a real prison break. Um... And was actually directed, uh, all of it, by Ben Stiller. So it's relevant that I'm talking about that this. That is. That is. You've uh, done it. But uh, starred Benicio Del Toro as one of the uh, the inmates who escaped. Mm-hmm. And there is uh, a scene in it. I've, I've only seen 30 seconds of this show. Because there's a 30-second YouTube clip of uh, Benicio Del Toro um, sort of looming up and leering at his co-star, Patricia Arquette. Mm-hmm. And just saying to her, Don't tell anybody can you can you cut it in because i yes because it, it sounds like i'm exaggerating it. no he delivers you're the underselling line. it honestly. yes i am underselling it it's anybody like it's a way that like no human talks yes. like it is insane yeah. how he delivers this line don't tell anybody I, I read an interview, or I, I heard, I didn't read it, but I heard that Ben Stiller gave an interview about that just because it was such a meme, apparently, for a little while, that yeah. has only just now wound its way to me. And, he, and they were asking, like, how did that make it in there? And Stiller was just like, look, he did something like that in literally every scene, and I could only fight him so many times. Like, at a certain point, we just did not have time. Benicio del Toro is a he is uh, he he is I will say a great actor, but what makes him great is he is kind of in the Nicolas Cage vein. Yes, although he's currently on more of the right side of the coin, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Where every scene he approaches it as, how can I make the most interesting choice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's that famous thing in like in like in that famous scene in The Usual Suspects where they're all laughing at the thing. Mm-hmm. They're all laughing because he was just Benicio del Toro is just farting that <laughs> yeah, entire yes. time. Yeah, no, was, that was another one where apparently the. Uh, 
um, Brian Singer mm-hmm. kept being the director who has never done anything wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> Brian Singer, no. no. Aca- Academy Award, no. No, they actually, I forgot, they took his name off that. But, Did they um, take his name off those? No, he directed Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And whoever, like, they, like, s- gave someone else the credit for it. I think they got a Best Director nomination. <laughs> They just like pretended like no, a rapist didn't direct. No, 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 definitely did it. But anyway, the the farting scene in the usual suspect was another one where the the director kept being like, "Would you like to try that again, maybe another way?" He's like, "No, no, no." I think I think I got it. You get. It's just it's so refreshing to see an actor just so clearly mentally ill in an interesting way. He's he's as as I told you earlier, he's. Like a famously funky gentleman. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. What do you mean by funky? He sm- like specifically, whatever it is he smells like a dive bar, which just is like, such a crazy smell. Just is someone who just is constantly rolling up to set after like drinking and smoking cigarettes all night without showering or changing his clothes. Just so cool. Yeah. Just so cool. Because it's not even like that's Ma- like not even like has been doing this for a night, but has like maybe been doing this for a month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And just rolling up the set, don't tell anybody. Folks, I'm, I'm, I know Rob, Rob's going to do his due diligence and put that in because, I mean, folks, just listen to that shit. Holy fuck. Yeah. But, no, but. Isn't it so great we're not talking about The Wind Rises anymore? Yes. Oh, my God. One of, I think, one of the best movies I've ever seen, but such a relief to just riff on whatever fucking fi- thing strikes our fancy as we vaguely talk about Mystery Man. Oh, yeah, no, well, I mean, well, that's Be- a bit, Mystery Man's great for that. To lo- yeah, because to loop it back, like, I think that part of what is great about it, or at least what makes it great, is that everyone was clearly, everyone ex- except maybe for Kinka Usher, who d- at least deserves credit for accepting this, everyone rolled up and was just like, okay, I'm Ben Stiller. Yeah. I'm Janine Garofalo. I'm funnier than whoever wrote this. I'm just going to do what I want. Yes. Yes. And, yes. And it worked. Because, like, by all accounts, like, everyone kind of rewrote their own lines pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it works for this movie because it does just have this nice, loose energy where everyone is just kind of trying to, like, make each other laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that doesn't always translate and I think that there are places where you kind of feel like a little bit of sand in the gears. Yeah. But on the whole, it is just a really, just kind of loose, fun movie. Yeah, it seems like it was a movie that was fun to make. Yes, and those movies aren't always fun to watch. No. But this one was. No, this one absolutely was. And I mean, and this movie has... has, has Because, has... because I, I will say, just to cut you off. No, 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 um, no, no. A lot of the times the thing that makes um, those kind of movies feel torturous is they just feel self-indulgent yes it's kind of the thing that we were talking about earlier with the disney animated movies where everyone was just like i need to pop as much as possible yeah exactly no, and, and i also, don't really care if i fit with anything else yeah yeah this movie just let me sorry oh, no, 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 no. Every, on, baby. everyone just kind of feels like they were like i need to make my character work and it doesn't really on this page yeah 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 like yeah. i know ben stiller like I, I read something where he was like look the um, like as they had it written, just my whole thing was just I was really angry and really powerful, and it just wasn't that interesting. So I decided to approach it as like, I'm like 
Pete Best or Brian Jones. Like, I'm the dude who started the band, but, like, everyone else is way more talented than yes. me. And that's the joke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is... Yeah, because in this thing... So, so, so he's Mr. Furious, who's, whose power is his... His, his unending rage, right? Yeah. And 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 just I mean, listen, listen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you how much I relate to this character, but yes, yes. yes. As 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 a man that that imagines himself far more powerful than he actually is. Well, right. And, but 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 that is that is so funny because it is this movie that is basically about a bunch of wannabe superheroes, right? Yeah. Who have like late 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 late. So original three, what's it called? First off, what's it called? You want to talk about, first off, this movie's about one thing and one thing only, and it's about Jewish excellence, okay? Because you have Hank Azaria and Ben Stiller killing it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, hey, Bill Macy is oh, bringing it. Bill Macy's bringing it, too. Would Fuck you believe it. he's the man I related to the most? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You are the fucking show. Dude, okay. There are a few, there are a few, like, I think the moment that I laughed the most in this movie is his final fight where he's battling some henchman somewhere and like his shovel gets knocked away and then like the triumphant button on the scene is like he's about to get hit and he pulls like they reveal for the first time that he's got like a backup spade (laughs) no 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 he has a he has a garden trowel yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah. and just and just i i guffawed i was so happy that he he had a he had a he had a like an emergency spade yes it's so fucking good and like that's that's what's great about this movie it's finding the dumbest joke and committing to yeah, it exactly. yeah 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 no it just 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 what he actually uh, I'll, I'll walk that back i think some of the jokes in this movie are actually very smart like mm-hmm. the silliest joke yeah and committing to it yeah like i love like that the ultimate like <laughs> arc of ben stiller's character is it like you know he's this very again his whole his whole bit is impotent rage Mm -hmm. um and but like self-defeatingly so like he's not nearly as powerful as he thinks he is no and like there's this whole subplot that ends up being like fairly important in a weird way where he's like you know they go and hang out at this diner him and bill macy and uh, hank azaria and they all just kind of kvetch about how they're the lowest superheroes on the totem pole and yeah like there's this cute waitress that Ben Stiller keeps trying to impress by how tough he is. You know, I'm Mr. Furious. I'm the I'm gonna be the next big thing, honey. If you ever need someone to protect you, I'm your man. Yes. And like Don't all, relate to this at all. Yeah. And ultimately she's like, dude, just calm down. Be Roy. Yeah. Don't be Mr. Furious. Be your real self. Like, I don't know what you're trying to prove, but stop. Yeah. Everyone will like you more if you if you stop trying to be whatever it is you're trying to be and be what you actually are. And, like, it makes him so much happier and makes him so much worse as a superhero. Yes, exactly. Like, I, no, it destroys I, him. Yes, I love that his arc is he becomes a worse superhero. Yes, exactly. And, like, the end joke of the movie is him just kind of being like, guys, why do we have to do all this fighting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, there's this, there's this, my favorite scene of the movie is, 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 and this is where I guffawed. What's it called? Is it, like they're all like triumphantly walking in like these like new like like very professional, very cool, like very 1999 yeah. uh, 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 like superhero uniforms that all designed for themselves. They're walking. There's like smoke billowing behind them. Yeah. Walking in slow motion, the, triumphant the, music. The hero money shot. Exactly the yeah. hero money shot, right? And they're walking, and it's panning to all of them, and then and then it zooms out, and it's all of them walking. And then Ben Stiller turns around and tries to leave, yeah. and they have to stop him. Yeah. But like all done in slow mo, and yeah. just 
it, it's so it's so fucking it, it, it is a movie that wears life like a loose garment and and kind of doesn't care whether or not it's good but it's yeah. just but it's just it, it is it's it's so 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 i i just kind of want to you know, I mean, I mean, like that's the thing. This is a movie where, like, I feel like, I feel like, like, like this is a movie where we can just kind of talk around it because, yeah. because, like, because, like, it is. This movie is, and as the kids say, a fucking vibe. Like, this movie is about is is first off, hilariously, like, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, what's it called? Um, fucking brought us Dane Cook. This is Dane Cook's first film role. Yes. As the Waffler. Yes. Yes. You know, I have that in my notes. Just oh, Dane Cook is in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then mercifully brief. Yes, mercifully brief. Yes, but but no, but but this was this this also what's it called? I mean, I mean, this is Hank Azaria. Just fucking Hank Azaria. I think runs away with this movie as the Blue Raja. So his he has got a. It's a it's a real tight needle to thread yeah because you know his whole bit is you know i i talk like a british indian guy yeah um and kind of do some brown face Mm -hmm. but like the ultimate joke is just he's a nerd who has decided to dress up in brown face yes like as some weird branding yes like you know it's still you're walking close to Apu territory, which is obviously not aged super well. Mm-hmm. Ultimately it is this dude is a loser. Yes, oh this dude is a total loser. And 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 his superpower is that he's incredibly good at throwing forks. And yeah. and it sets up one of the great early jokes of the movie where like we're like we're like they go they try to defend this old folks home that's get taken over by this gang that's like robbing them. Right? And they just totally fuck it up. They get their asses kicked and then Greg Kinnear as like basically uh like like Captain Amazing who is like? Who is like? Uh, he's, like he's the real superhero. Yeah, he's the real superhero. He's, he's Captain America he, he, or whatever. He's yeah. Superman. If Superman like was like sponsored by Pepsi, like yeah, yes, his his costume is like a like a NASCAR guy's yes like suit where it's just it's covered in advertising. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where he 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 basically gets the plot of this movie going by getting um, uh, Casanova Frankenstein played by the great uh, fucking Jeffrey Rush. Wait, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry for a hot second. I was like. I always get him and Orlando Bloom confused. Right. So, so the, <laughs> I almost rolled past that, but, but that's okay. Those are, they're both in that one movie together. I forget which pirates. I forget which one is which. Okay. You know what helps me remember? What's that? There was a throwaway joke on, on Robot Chicken that was Orlando Blooming Onion. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the, the hot one. So just Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush, I feel like, is one of those guys that there are like thirty women on Twitter who think he's the hottest man in the world. Yes, but yes, um, yes, yes. Which is, which is an interesting looking man. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I feel like is like the look I try to I try to go for. Which is like which is like no. That is not that is how no. What what look do I have? You have you have lazy hype beast. That's exactly yes. I have I have I have Japanese fifteen year old. Yeah. Yes. No, you don't have like opium smoking actor guy vibes, no. which no. is what Jeffrey Rush has. Man, he. God, I like like by opium smoking like. I can see him with one of those fucking like the long fucking thing with yes. like the glow. Yeah, but anyway, finish your. But yeah, no, just the setup of the movie is Captain Amazing, like, the the real superhero has done so well at his job that, like, 
there are no more supervillains to fight. Yeah, so he's, and, like, losing sponsors. Yeah, because no one cares anymore. So he conspires <clears throat> to get, like, the one remaining supervillain played by Jeffrey Rush, released from, uh, uh, like, like, like the, mental the, ward. The, the Arkham yeah. stand-in. Yeah. And Jeffrey Rush then takes him hostage. Like, it, the actual plotting is a little undercooked, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. the, the whole, like false flag element doesn't really go anywhere and like captain amazing just gets immediately taken hostage and yeah. his plan doesn't really make a whole lot of sense yes yeah, he gets but, killed off pretty quick but the way that they kill him off as like blue raja basically accidentally kills yes. him like yes like right at the point where you're like i i guess this could be the climax of the movie it's a little a little brief but yeah like, I, I guess i believe that they could end here and they accidentally kill him. Yeah, that's a pretty good joke. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Oh no. It's a great. No. 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 And then, and then, and then, and then just, Oh my god. Oh my god. We killed him. And then yeah. just. And then just Bill basically just go like, "What do you mean we? I was standing right here." Yeah. And then they, they just keep coming back to that where the again. Garage, I'll, I'll make that joke. Well, yeah. No. No. But just it's it's what's it called? But but yeah. No. No. And then they have to. And then oh no, there's no one to stop Captain over. They can't get Captain Amazing to stop him. Oh no. Wait. We need to stop him. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean it's. It is, I, I will say, this is a movie that works almost in spite of itself. Yes. Like, I think that the the script, at least on the, like, structure, <clears throat> plot level, and I, and I guess they threw most of the dialogue away, so I guess even on that level, mm -hmm. is not that strong, and the directing is not that strong. Again, it, it looks very good. The production design is great. Yeah. Um, but, like, even, like, this movie was a... Just to back up for a second, this movie was a huge flop. Yes. Um, which I think I I certainly get why, both in terms of I'll, I'll get into everything else in a second, but like for one reason, just it it is a hard movie to get into. Mm. Like I got onto its vibe, but it does not do a good job of introducing itself. Yeah. Like the first scene is so incoherent that like I just didn't know what was happening. I was like, yeah. "Cool, this all looks cool, but." Where are we? Who are these people? And what the fuck is happening? It does, yeah. It does none of the things that you would hope a first scene to do, which is like yeah. clearly establish the world of the character and the stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is why I have such a different relationship to this movie, I think, possibly because, like, because, like, I saw it as a child right. originally, right? Like, I think I saw it, like, roughly, like, around when it came out. Uh -huh. So, like, so, like, when I saw it, I was just like, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? I was like, who cares? And now I've seen it probably six times. You know what I mean? Right. I've seen this movie. This is like one of those movies I've just seen a ton. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, no, no, I know everything that's happening. Yeah. But like, and that there are things like that throughout the movie where it's just like the way that they like the stage or structure a scene is like, huh. Yeah. You know, I don't, there's definitely a better way to do that. Yeah. Like, but like, again, like the performances are good enough. Then I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's got a pretty anyway. great cast. I mean, like, let's just run through the cast real quick. You got... You got fucking. You got as the shoveler. You got who? Who? Okay, we, we've we've already covered Stiller, Stiller Macy, Macy, Azaria, uh, Garofalo, Rush, uh, Rush. Janine Garofalo is there as a as yep. a woman with a bowling ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is her father? A, a yeah. possessed bowling ball. Yeah, one, um, one of again, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when she like. There's this whole subplot with like Janine Garofalo trying to get revenge for her dad's killing and she, yeah her, her who's dad, killed by eddie izzard yes uh, and her dad's like <clears throat> head is in the bowling ball and she talks to the head and when she finally like 
avenges her father. She like turns to the bowling ball and is like, okay, now I get to go to grad school. That was the deal. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So fucking just what's it? And another thing I love, like the moment I saw Jean Garofalo, I was like, okay, whose love interest is she gonna be? Yeah. She's no one's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. She's no, no. just a member of the team. It, the, 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 like, like, like shortly after she joins the team, shortly after she joins the team, what's it called? The spleen, played by Pee Wee fucking Herman, played by Paul Rubens. Yeah. He's he's clearly got a crush on her, but it's like this is not it, from the oh, very beginning. It's like this is going nowhere. Oh no! Oh no! 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 He like sidles up to her right, yeah. right at the bar, right after they have like their like first like victory. Right against uh, the power, the, the the like like Casanova and Frankenstein and the and the disco boys. Yeah, so cool. Uh-huh. But uh, right, right, right. But like, but like, but like, but like he sounded up to her and literally doesn't even say anything. He just kind of goes like, mm-hmm. right, and like and like does like eyebrows up and down, and then she just turns to him real quick and just goes, just goes, I'm sorry, Splain. There's not enough beer in the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Right, right. And then this <laughs> just goes away. It goes over to fucking Kel Mitchell. Yes, like. Pretty much the only like non Keenan and Kel thing yes. Kel has done. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He goes and just goes, The woman's a tiger. <laughs> and just And like he's good in this. Yeah. He's great at, at the, he's got the best superpower, which is I can only be invisible when no one is looking at <laughs> when me. When no one's looking at me, including myself. Yeah, which is, I mean, the moment you say that, you're like, okay, I know that there is going to be an opportunity somewhere in the script where that becomes useful. Yes. But like still, it's it's such a good joke. Like it's, this, yeah. One of the, like, one of my favorite, like, extremely peripheral X-Men characters, which I think was created literally just as a joke, is there's some dude whose only power is he can explode once. <laughs> like, he's basically just a super, like, a suicide bomber. <laughs> How do you find out you can do that? I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I again, I'm not like a comics guy. This is just something that I heard somewhere, and I, th- I think it might be like a, you know, like kind of like a vaguely Deadpool type comic where it's like, you know, it's it's in the X Men, but it's really just there as a joke, and it's you know this this guy who's not really a part of the team, just kind of commenting on everything, and you know. Yeah, I would. That would be. That I, whenever I watch the X Men movies, I'm like, what would I want my mutant power to be? I found it. I want that. Just, <laughs> just because you're just gonna be a normal guy, but you have the implication. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just a walking implication. It's just like, it's just like, it's just for. If you had that power, do you think you would have already blown yourself up by this point in your life? Uh, no. You, you, you know, you want to know why I don't think I would either. Even though I'm a man that constantly talks about killing himself. Because you haven't. Well, well, well okay. Yes, but besides that, you want to know why? Why? Because I would forever just be like, no, I, there might be a better time. You know what I yeah. mean? There might be a better time. There might be a better time. Like, I'll know when it's right. I'll, I'll know. Yeah. But that would be, imagine just being like, just being like, I can make, I am a literal walking bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. I, I'm sorry. I'm having too good a time imagining this. <laughs> having too good a time with this. Anyway, like back to the, the yeah. film, like it is, yeah, uh, it is kind of interesting, like almost as like a time capsule object too. Yes, just like there's a moment early on where like someone asks, I think it's Ben Stiller, like, so you're a superhero? And he's like, yes, I'm a crime fighter, and just even like that was like such a like, oh yeah, that's what it used to be. Just like I'm a guy who like foils bank robbers. Exactly. Like if you made that movie, like. Today it would be like, yes, I saved the world. Yeah, exactly. Like, the stakes have gotten so astronomically higher. Ridiculous. But like, 
this movie in a weird way like kind of feels like it exists in two worlds where like it's it is clearly like the superhero model that is par- parodying is again like the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. But also like the the climax of it is like them trying to like close a hole in the big CGI hole in the sky, yeah. which is kind of that is how basically every superhero movie now climaxes. Yeah. So it is kind of and it it, it is interest like I interesting just as like a I see why this movie was a flop at the time. Yeah. Because it is like, it is a model that was not yet perfected. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. like the CGI in this is like, I mean, not even that just uh-huh. in terms of like, like, yeah, the effect, the CG, like some of the, the practical effects in this are pretty great. Oh yeah. Oh, like, fantastic. they have these like great, like, you know, miniature model, like cityscapes that look fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like the CGI is ass, but even yeah. that wasn't really what I was talking about, both in terms of like, you know the the genre that it is parodying hasn't really figured itself out yet, um, so there's there isn't you know so the the parody of the genre is still this kind of weird misshapen object that like you know you kind of have to have the tropes of the genre really well figured out and to have to be able to make fun of them, mm-hmm. you know um, and so like you get. Like something like you know, like Deadpool now, yeah, or you know, even like Guardians of the Galaxy to a certain extent. That is like, you know, operating in sort of a similar arena where it's like we're we are taking the tropes of the genre that we understand that you understand, and we are making fun of them. Yeah, but it's such a smoother object. Mm-hmm. Like this is like this weird misshapen thing where like I still enjoy it a lot, and part of what is interesting about it is that it is sort of not quite all the right all the way formed it is kind of the the middle ripley clone you know mm-hmm, in the like mm-hmm. in the vats you know mm-hmm. it's, it is still a little fucked up because yeah. the genre is still a little fucked up yeah, yeah 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 this is i mean i mean like i mean like it's so funny to think about like late 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 when you're talking about that i was thinking about how like how like i mean like the original conceit of batman is that he's the world's greatest detective yes <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like he is not fucking ben affleck Fucking trying to fuck the mother box or whatever the hell that right. one. Yeah, like like he's he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, that's his power. Yeah, is that he's like he's like Sherlock. He's, he's Sherlock Holmes oh. with a furry thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like and like and like that was the and, and like that's the thing. Like this is pre. It would have been interesting to see like what like if this movie was made in like two thousand nine, like yeah. what that would have looked like because i i mean i think it would have been a completely different movie oh yeah like like this this is a movie that is completely of its time yes exactly yes yes down down to the fact that all star is like the move the song that plays at the end and everything like that dude the you know the music video for all star prominently features footage from mystery men yeah i know like it this was the 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 movie that it was a song for yes exactly yeah no buddy don't i know it yeah What's it called? Everyone thinks like, it's Shrek. No. No, that is that is the weird way. The longest lasting legacy of this movie is just the existence of All Star as like a meme song still like twenty odd years later. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it is it is it is I mean I mean like that's the thing. I mean like folks, if you want to journey back to like nineteen ninety nine when chances are you felt a lot more uh, uh, uh Not everyone was eight then, Matt. Not everyone was eight, but maybe just maybe you felt a lot more kind of like you know, maybe things will get better in the world. Yeah. What's it called? Like 
this is a great movie for that. And 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 it is like and you do have like 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 an incredible cast. I mean, fucking Tom Waits as the guy. Yeah. Tom Tom Waits loves to show up as the guy. Exactly. <laughs> Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Have you ever seen that interview where he's just hammered drunk? No, I haven't. But it's it's something to watch. Does he have other interviews? What's it got? No. I mean, dude. I mean, like, what's that Tom Waits sound like? What's he doing in there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> in terms of like actually sounding like him but just capturing the spirit of it that was a wonderful impression of that song that's literally just like what's he doing in there yeah it's a, yeah that song that's not a song it's like i remember like listening to that and just being like and just being like all right like he's gonna he gonna start singing or the, the evolution of tom waits from like Kind of a drunker Tony Bennett. Yeah. Like a lower rent, like lounge singer yeah. dude who was aware that he was a lower rent, lower rent, lower rent lounge go. singer dude to like trash wizard. <laughs> <laughs> These, it's so cool. Did you, yeah. did you, I mean, I just remember. <laughs> what season of The Wire was it when they used him singing down in the hole? I mean, that's his song. Yeah, I yeah. know, but like, what was, was season the... two? The white people season. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Or just, just I remember like fucking like after the first season, like starting to watch that. And it's funny, season two is the one that I've seen the least of, and I wonder if this is why. But just like you know, when they cut it, just like, what are you walking? <laughs> it's so fucking jarring. It's just like it's just this man that I'm just like, how the fuck do you have a music career? But I understand why, yeah. and I love you anyway. But it's just. Just, just, just him because he's not singing. He's yelling. Yeah. He's, oh my God. What's he doing in there? He Rusty? sounds like he gargles rusty nails. Yes. Yeah. He sounds like, he sounds like he's actually, he sounds like he's like. He sounds like he's the thing behind the diner in Mulholland Drive. skipped over him like this is i think the first thing paul rubens did after his cancellation yes yeah yeah which is <clears throat> and what? so like so probably like you, you know the man that we have all decided is just a creep yeah let's, let's cast him as a man named the spleen mm. who's covered in boils and yeah. farts everywhere yeah exactly yeah the most upsetting character in the movie let's, yeah let's make him we're just i'm loosening my belt I'm it's sorry. fine baby it's fine what's it called? yeah you no. were winnie the pooing all over the last episode i was winnie the pooing all over yeah. the last episode that's why that's because medium shirts are too are too short for me that's what that is. Too short. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I'm they're too, too tall short. for them. I'm too not as tall as you, of course. Yeah. But no, but I am too tall for them. No, that is a that is a hefty belt. Yeah, that is a thick I'm belt. Serious about my belts. That is goddamn, folks. Because I'm too tall. Yeah. <laughs> I really just want to say, I, Rob pulled off like a fucking utility belt, basically. But anyway, no, but. Do you think Paul Rubin should have been canceled for what he did? See, I was thinking about that a lot during the during the movie. Like, obviously, like the viewing of pornography has become normalized. Yeah. Like, 
it's a pretty normal thing now. You would not... Like, if someone found out a celebrity watched pornography, I don't think yeah. they would be... You know, they would, you know when, like, Ted Cruz faves a stepmom tweet, like, he gets owned, but yeah. not, not canceled. No. There are eight million <clears throat> other reasons to cancel Ted Cruz, but for that, yeah. he will be merely laughed at. Exactly, yeah, which is fine. And, like, that would be fine to laugh at, like, like, like Paul Rubens but for that. What I was thinking, I think the real thing is that, like... It was it was a different pornographic environment. Like, mm-hmm. not even in the terms of, like, you know, we were a more puritanical society. Yeah. It's just... It kind of became more normalized when it became something you could do in private. Yeah. Like, I think the, the thing that people found creepy as much as anything is to be so horny you will go to a room with other incredibly creepy men and jerk off with them. Yeah. Like, you're just, by doing that, you are letting people know you are real horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and, are, you are willing to endure some things to jack off. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to think, like... like and it's kind of, like, even now, it's just like, I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. I just really don't want to know that about Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. And I understand, like, like, and I may kind of understand, though, that, like, like from the from the angle of, like, bro, like, you... you it's it's a children's show. You know what I mean, right? Like I mean, kind of. Yeah, kind of, yeah. No, it was one of the I, I I remember who was it? I think my ex said like said something like something like, Yeah, like I loved it as a kid and I don't want our kids to watch it because it is something that has literally zero it was like one of the she, I think I think she said something like I think she said something like it was like one of the first things that was just like there is no educational value to this show at all. They are not yeah. learning anything. This is just this is candy. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Like, you can't even kind of be like... Like, Sesame Street can kind of be like, oh, like, yeah, like, they're, like, improving literacy and teaching kids the alphabet. Mm. This is just candy. But, but but yeah, but, no, but I mean, like, my, my point is, is that, like, I... But he, even, like, I think... It, he the, got done dirty. I think the character of Pee Wee Herman didn't originate... I, I don't remember the exact story behind it, but I think it originated as, like, a sketch show thing. Yeah. It's, like, not for kids. No, 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 no. And, and, and it got Larry Fishburne to start... And it fucking... What's it, did, it? it did not get Larry Fishburne his start. Didn't it? He was in fucking Apocalypse Now. He's been acting forever. Was he? Oh my god, he was in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Was it go- you know what I heard recently about Apocalypse Now? And I don't know if this is true or not because I haven't seen it in a few years. I've heard that like... That like the first two thirds are like one of the best movies of all time. And just the last... Brando just destroys it. I wouldn't say... It. It's It's been a few years since I've seen it too. It definitely enters a different register, but I wouldn't say destroyed. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, if you know that they're filming around the fact that he didn't want anyone to know that he was uh, Pizza the Hut. Yes. um, You can definitely tell that they're filming around the fact that he doesn't want anyone to know that he now looks like Pizza the Hut. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that kind Mm. of adds an effective air of mystery to it. Yeah. Like, he feels otherworldly yeah 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 no it almost feels like lovecraftian yeah that, that, that they're like yeah like, like like this like yeah i'm sorry massively fat man is supposed to be like this special forces colonel yeah yeah like but yeah no very cool but yeah but no but um what was it <laughs> <laughs> there's i don't remember what his last movie was it was something that he, I think he made it. It was like him and De Niro and Edward Norton, I think, weirdly. But um, as a power move, Brando, when he, when he came on to set, he was like, I will only do close-ups. 
because I don't want to have to be here for more than one take. Like, you get one setup with me, I will give you what I have to give you, and then I will go home. And the director was like, no, you have, we have to get coverage. You have to be in, like, at least a couple of, like, two shots and wide shots. And so Brando just took off his pants and stood around with his dick out and was like, you can film whatever you want to film, but this is my costuming choice. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? The man was committed to being home in time for lunch. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just like I'm. I'm having like a moment of transference with that director. <laughs> I'm just like, of just like being like, this is one of like, like the biggest actors in Hollywood history, and all I want him to do is fucking act and just you know what i'm gonna say listen and i'm a big labor guy all right you Mm -hmm. know me i'm a big labor guy it should be legal for directors to strike actors i'm going to say that that should be something that is legal you should be able to do that but to bring it back that kind of thing is how you end up with something like don't tell anybody that's how that happens. Not specifically that. I'm not saying Benicio yeah. took his little Benicio out. No. But, you know, just actors have a lot of power to make <laughs> things happen. They really do. Also, also, listen, no smoke to Ben Stiller because, listen, he's actually kind of a cut guy. You know yeah. what I mean? But I understand I would never strike Benicio. No. <laughs> no. I would. He's he's the Sicario. Yes. The Sicario. Yes, he is. Yes. A movie where I don't know that he knows he's acting. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. No. We'll talk off. Off. Uh, what's it called? I, we'll, we'll talk off my, I, of, of something I have to say about Benicio Del Toro. No, but, no you'll forget. What's it called? Oh, I'm going to try really hard not to. Okay. What's it called? Wait, wait, wait can, can we pause it real quick so I can just say the thing before I forget? Okay, real quick. Alright, well, I just have to say for me, you, we don't use that word anymore, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, do we have anything more to say about mystery men? I like, like we don't, and like, and like, there's funny that like feels bad that like I guess we only talked about mystery men for not even uh, listen. We, we been, were for us extremely focused on the wind rises. Yes, and we kind of just needed to let like unbuckle <clears throat> our pants, let our let our let our bellies hang yeah. out. And just talk about whatever. Exactly. No, absolutely no. And if you don't like that, all I have to say is don't tell anybody. I. It's so. Dumb. It's so cool that we're driving to the ground a bit from like three years ago. Well, we didn't see it three years ago. Not. But you know fault. what? You know what? This this meme is on fleek. This this. this You know what's something I, I know and I hate that I know? What's that? That woman, like, tried to, I think, like, 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 copyright fleek. 
I didn't know there was a woman. There was a woman, yeah, and I've seen the the thing about a million fucking times. But anyway, yeah, no, this, yeah, no, no, this bit is, um, it's hyphy. Hyphy? I don't remember that one. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm sure we're using it right then. And it's, I don't know. It's offensive to no one. But it, yeah, exactly, yeah. No, this, this, <laughs> never mind. Okay. <laughs> you want to do that uh, Joe Corman impression again? No. Roger. Roger. Uh, not Joe. Just be impressed I remembered one of his names, okay? Because <laughs> white hot terror trying to remember it. Yeah. Okay. What have you been watching? Uh, oh, hold up. Mystery Men. I think that's a recommend for both of us. Sure, yeah. Yeah, like, like it's... it's, it's <laughs> Okay, one, one, one little throwaway joke that I wanted to highlight. Just got it written down and I saw it and I chuckled. Um, actually, I'm going to highlight a couple, but... Um, they're listing off various other, like, C-grade superheroes oh, in the game. Oh, yes, yes, go ahead. They're like, uh, White Flight and the Black Menace, uh, they work together. <laughs> <laughs> that I fucking died at. That was so... Funny. And just, all of all of the criminal gangs each have, like, a theme. Yeah. And they have, and at one point, like, Eddie Izzard or Jeffrey... One of the two of them is introducing all of them, and one of them is just the suits downsizing all who oppose them. Exactly. And the leader of the suits is a guy smoking a cigar named Big Tobacco. Yes! Yes! It's... <laughs> it's all through all one of one of the one of the gangs is just goody mob. Yes. Um, so so CeeLo Green, another un, very uncanceled person, <laughs> yes. is in this movie. Yes. When I saw it, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" <laughs> anyway, so, it's so cool. Yeah, it's fun. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of bits like that. Like, yeah, I like. That. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a movie that's kind of hard to talk about because it's like no, you just kind of gotta see it. Yeah, like, it's, it's like I it's a like whole that. vibe. It's 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 good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. So just uh, a couple that I wanted to uh, highlight real quick. I'm not going to go through everything. I'm just going to hit some some bigger ones. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what the Five Bloods, uh, the Spike Lee movie from last year that went mm-hmm. straight to Netflix. Yeah. Because um, it's a thing people do now, and we love it, don't we? Yeah. Um, but actually, like, really interesting. Hmm. Like Spike Lee is one of those guys who like is always taking big swings and sometimes connecting. Yeah. And, like, but, like, you know, like, some of his swings are, like, I'm going to do something really conventional. I'm just going to put unconventional people in it. Yeah. Like, the movie is, like, it's basically just, like, the treasure of the Sierra Madre if it starred Lester Freeman. Hmm. Um, You know, but, like, even that is, like, an unconventional choice. Like, guys who look like Lester Freeman... Uh, usually are not put in like you know, kind of like big budget big budget genre movies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you know, it's just about like these like four Vietnam vets like going back to Vietnam to like one recover the body of their CO who's played by Chadwick Boseman in uh, flashbacks. Again, is like um, like they're. Like, the two movies that he released posthumously, like, this and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which we talked about last week, like, mm-hmm. really, like, his, some, like, I didn't fully appreciate him as an actor when he was alive, mostly because I only really knew him from the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. which, like, he's good in, he's fine, but, like, you know, it's, it's hard to do a lot with that kind of role, mm-hmm. and, like, he does a lot with it, like, it's very hard to make just a good guy mm-hmm. interesting, and he, he does that, but, like... And, like, 
everything I knew was that he he had like done this run of like playing like bunch of working in like a b- bunch of biopics that were like okay, but like he was very good in before that. But I never yeah, saw like Black it. Panther. <laughs> Man, he played like James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and Jackie Robinson. Oh, okay. And I saw none of the movies because no. the reputation of all of them pretty much was like they're you know they're okay to pretty good. And yeah. like he is very good in them, and I just like you know just, I I never got around to them. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. The the movies aren't the NBA. <clears throat> like you're not watching it just for like specific players, right? Or, or, yeah. or at least usually not. Yeah, not always. Sometimes I will. Yeah, sometimes but, you will. Yeah, but 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 usually not. You know. But like he is so good <clears throat> in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, especially like it. It really like seeing that like oh we have really lost a talent. Mm-hmm. It really sucks. Yeah. Um, what was he? He was like forty four. He was not old. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Um, but uh, but anyway, like. The Five Bloods is so interesting in the, like, just in, at, because it is in so many ways, like, so conventional. Like, it, it, again, it, like, it's just some guys, they're going to recover their CO's body in Vietnam, and also some gold that they buried there during the war. And, like, it's just, you know, it's, um... And it's just them doing the treasure of the Sierra Madre. It was just like, you know, they find the gold, and then it starts to, like, tear them apart. And things fall apart. And, like, they start to go crazy in the jungle. And there's even, like, a, we don't need no stinking badges line. Mm-hmm. But, like, every moment where it starts to feel a little too conventional, he will, Lee will, like, all of a sudden make, like, the most interesting choice he could possibly make. Like, you know, you'll start to, like, settle into your seat a, bit, a little bit and be like, you know, I've, I've seen versions of this before. It's it's well executed, but I kind of get where this is going. And then he'll have, like, Delroy Lindo, like, monologue into the camera while, like, sweating bullets with crazy eyes about how the VC didn't kill me once, they're not going to kill me again. Like, it's... I'm not doing it justice. Like, Delroy Lindo in this movie is maybe giving the performance of the year. He is... Again, it's like... The, the movie starts off with... You kind of, all you feel like you immediately get his character. Like he is the member of the group who's like a Trump Republican. Mm-hmm. He's he's the black MAGA guy. Yes. Yeah. It's like okay, yes. I get the joke. Um, and it, like that's another thing about Lee. Like he is completely unafraid to like just talk directly about politics and history. That's right. Like that's um, right. He's just like yeah, the movie is set in you know like 2019 or whatever. We're gonna talk about Trump. That's when the movie's set. That's what's happening. These people yeah. will be talking about Trump. They're going to yeah. talk about Trump, you know? Um, but, like, and, and like, includes, like, will not let... Uh, uh, sorry, I want to make, like, three different points all no, at the same time. No, 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 like, no. So he starts, starts with that, like, okay, <clears throat> Delroy Lindo is, like, playing the guy who wears the MAGA hat and everyone else rolls their eyes at him. But then, like, he keeps finding more and more layers to the performance and more and more layers to the character. Where, like, by the end of it, you're like, this is, like, the most interesting person I have seen in, like, in a movie all year. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where he started off as just, like, a one-line joke that I kind of rolled my eyes at. Yeah. Um, and, like, just, he, he, like, doesn't let you, like, the movie, the movie has so much texture and like he just i'm sorry i'm stumbling all over my no, words no, no, but um i really i'm excited about this movie i liked this movie man no, it sounds like a really good movie but like the thing that is so interesting about it is that in like again like it it keeps almost getting boring and then like he'll include a scene where like you know they're 
there's this moment where like they're it's a, like you know in one of the flashbacks to them in Vietnam in the shit <laughs> and like they're on patrol and they're out to ambush this like uh, were you in the shit? <laughs> but they're like they're on patrol and they're like about to ambush this like group of VC and like gun them down and just in the moment before they like they kill all of these people they like you listen to the the Viet Cong soldiers talking and like what they're saying is translated through subtitles so we understand what they're saying but the characters don't and it's just it's them just like talking about their girlfriends mm -hmm. like it gives them this little human moment where it reminds you like the people on the other side were human too and had things going on in their lives and you're now going to watch your heroes kill them yes like yeah. yeah 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 having no idea what they were talking about and just thinking like commie scum or maybe not even commie scum being like i'm here to do a job yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah 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 no it's actually interesting um uh the the um uh, uh the v kong and the nba would actually like leave graffiti all over the place that were basically just being like they, 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 that would say something like uh something like it's like negro american soldiers uh you are doing to us what the kkk did to you yeah no he he, yeah. he intercuts it with like um broadcasts from like <clears throat> hanoi hannah or whatever the like the like north vietnam Vietnam, like, propaganda radio station where she'll, like, explicitly address, like, hello, African-American soldiers of the U.S. Army. Like, do you really think you are fighting for freedom and justice? Have you heard that they just killed Martin Luther King back home? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is so funny because I know the other big um, um, uh, 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 VC and NVA um, uh, propaganda piece was they would just leave shit that was just like, there's just like, there's just like, Yankee soldier. Your girlfriend is fucking and sucking back home. Yeah. And you're here trying to kill us. Yeah. Don't you know how much sex she's having while you're here like an idiot? Yeah. Which, honestly, an incredible flex. Especially because they won. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you got, what's it called? You lost and all you got was you're afraid of fireworks and you're, and, and, and a baby that doesn't really look like you. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, it's just, he never lets you forget that history and con, that, like, are are real and are happening, and, like, I don't know, it just, like, you'll take, like, a totally ordinary scene and then, like, splice in documentary footage of, like, Mi Lai. Yeah. It's just, like, not many filmmakers would make that choice. They would think that it is a little too overt and a little too obvious, and he's, yeah. like, totally unafraid to be like, no, nah, look at it. This is what happened. That's this why he's real. the best on Mars. The what? That's why he's the best on Mars. The best on Mars? Yeah. It's a, someone will get that, I hope. No, I, that that's that rings a bell. Please explain your joke to me. What's it called? That was like the uh that was the thing. Like they like Spike Lee, he's like the best on Mars. Yeah. It was a it was a, was it was a, Oh, fuck, I don't remember. I I saw a t shirt that said it, okay? Alright? You asked me to explain something I don't totally understand. Okay. Right? Best on Mars. Let me see. What's it called? Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, what's it called? Yeah, it was a, what's it called? It, it was a, yeah, it was a thing. Yeah, it was the best on Earth and the best on Mars. Yeah, it was, uh, what's it called? I think it was, yeah, it was the, um, it was the Air Jordan commercial. What's it called? Yeah, where, where they had Jordan and Spike. What's it called? Huh. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. That's what oh, I okay. thought it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not, I'm honestly not an NBA guy. 
<laughs> What's it called? It's it's they're too. I'm sorry. I can't watch a league where every where, where like the fucking like 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 the bench warmers are 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 insanely talented freaks of nature. Like you know what I mean, yeah. right? We're like we're like we're like we're like the guy that will like play like maybe thirty minutes a year is like is like one of the best basketball players in the world. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's. It's it's they're all too good. I need college where you have guys that are just like I want an inferior product. Exactly. Yes. 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 We have a guy like who's the guy who's the fucking Indian guy on 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 the Terps? A uh, Varun Ram. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I want a Varun. Okay. Yeah. I want something like that. Where yeah, which is was it? Yeah. I mean, um, you but like even you will still get some real nonsense in NBA games. Like who was it? There, the last year that the. Uh, like the that the uh, LeBron James Cavs were in the finals. I think it was J.R. Smith. Like the Cavs had the opportunity to I think tie the game at like uh, uh, with like you know like less than thirty seconds left. And I think it was J.R. Smith just forgot what the score was and just held on to the ball until <laughs> until the clock ran out. And just like you still get shit like that. Like in no. the finals. Yeah. No. No. And no, I mean, no. 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 I know you do, but like, but like, I'm sorry, you can't compare the NBA to a league like I don't know the NHL, where you have a man like Donald Brashear have a multi-year career in the NHL, a man who can barely fucking skate. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, right? A man where uh, 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 the the type of league wherein I'm sorry, like 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 what's it called? Where you have people where it's just like, listen, don't worry about stick handling. We're gonna sign you up for MMA lessons. We're gonna sign you up for really? boxing lessons. Okay, hold on. You still the ver the NBA version of that is just big guys. Well, yes. You seen this guy? He a chungus. Yeah, he's yeah. What is it? What is the statistic? Like 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 what percentage? <laughs> It's over, I think it's like over like 6'10 or something, or maybe, it might be 7 feet flat, like just 10% of all people at that height are in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah, that's so fun. Yeah, we just have guys that are just like, they're just like, 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 just like, just like a guy from like, I don't know, like fucking Ghana, who is like, who is like 7'5 and like 150 pounds. And it's I just mean, like, you look at like a picture of Manute Bull. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. just... Yeah. You know what I've just decided? I'm going to get myself a Dikembe Matumbo jersey. Yeah. I mean, and that's, like, the thing. You get, like, some some dudes like that who are incredibly athletic and, like, yeah. really know how to work it. And you get some dudes who are just tall. Just tall. <laughs> just tall. Just, Their qualification just... is tall. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Tall is yeah. fuck. Yeah. Have you ever seen Yao Ming's wife? No. Yao Ming's wife is, like, I... <laughs> Yao Ming's wife is, like, she's... Six... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. She's either, like, 6'5 or, like, 4'2". No, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like six five. Okay. She's like she's like an insanely tall woman. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's so cool. Yeah, he's so tall. Didn't, wasn't there something way back where there's like a beached whale who had like some trash stuck in its throat or something, and like they had to have Yao Ming just reach in there because <laughs> he's the only one whose arms were long enough. I, I might be making that up. But I, I think believe that's okay. it. Listener, I'm going to let you Google that for yourself if you are so inclined. One of my favorite interviews I've ever seen of a professional athlete was just they interviewed. It was it was like his I want to say it was like his second year playing in the NBA, and it was Yao Ming. And I just I I, I, I couldn't even tell you where to look for this, but like it was just Yao Ming, just like just 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 and they're having to train right, and they're having to have it because the man does not speak English. Right, yeah. right, or I mean, maybe he does now, like a little bit, but like at the time, like you remember, like when they first brought him over, 
the man did not fucking speak English. Yeah. And so and so they're just having him translate. And it just Right, right, right. And so and so he's just like, you know, you know, I'm not gonna mime Japanese, but he's That's or, or, or Chinese shit. But he's speaking Chinese, and then just his straight sort of having to just be like, Yeah, he just wants to let you know like to like a female reporter like that he thinks you're incredibly beautiful. <laughs> it's just him just shamelessly like they're asking him questions about basketball and he's just hitting on every female reporter yes. there. Yeah. Just what a king. But anyway. Alright, so that was I that was the only one I wanted to highlight. What have you been watching? What's it called? I know one thing that I want to talk to you about. Well what's that? Well you just watched Blade Runner. Ooh I did. We gotta talk about Blade Runner. Blade Runner, yeah, what's it called? I mean, let, let me just go through real quick, just to let you know. Uh, I watched fucking John Wick, Robocop, um, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Blade Runner, and yeah, that's it. Blade Runner. Hold on, hold, what did you think of John Wick, real quick? Oh. What, yeah, what did you think of John Wick? It's, it, 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 buddy, I had an itch, and wouldn't you believe it was scratched? And it's such <laughs> a, it's such an, it's such an insane thing. The, 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 the thing about John Wick is that, like, I, it, it was a movie, it was a movie that was, that was cool, uh, that was cool enough and insane enough that I could forgive it using, uh, CGI blood. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, can you imagine John Wick with squibs? Oh my god. But, but at the same time, it was also like, no, 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 no. It, 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 it was... Like, 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 here's what I'll say about John Wick. John Wick is not a... John Wick is John Wick. And you know what? I was happy to watch it. Yeah. I, I, like, 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 I wouldn't say it was like... Like, I, I, I think there's just so much hype around it that I was really expecting it to just, like, completely, like... Like, 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 be like, whoa. Like, 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 like when I watched, like, The Raid Redemption, right? Right. For the first time. When I watched The Raid Redemption for the first time, I was like, oh, my fuck. Like, edge of my seat, gripping, like, just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like I love this movie. John Wick was very cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. You might be more of a raid boy just because it is dirtier and grimier and a little shakier. Yeah. John Wick is cleaner. Yes. And it, it is a bit more knowing about itself. It's definitely a little self-aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I appreciate both of those flavors. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I still was multiple times being like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I am a very animated movie watcher. And the one thing I will say, I am also a person who prefers squibs to CGI blood. I will say, it might only be possible because of the CGI blood. Like, the complexity of the choreography yes, that they're exactly. doing, especially in, oh, they do a lot of single wide takes, which yeah. makes the choreography, yeah. you know, cleaner and more, you know, yeah. just visually cleaner and more yeah. Uh, yeah. coherent. Yeah, yeah. That takes a lot of time to do that choreography and all of that stuff. The CGI blood might allow for that. Because the thing about squibs is it is incredibly time-consuming because you have to reset everything and clean up and reset costuming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and something I noticed about John Wick uh, that they also do a lot is like is like there's not always blood. Like they do like plenty of just guys just like oh, you know what I mean, right? Which like yeah, and that's the thing. I mean like I mean you are watching art. You're watching men like 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 you're basically watching like a dance. You yeah. know what I mean? You're watching you're watching. I mean I mean which is like what like I mean look fucking Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, all these guys. They're all classically trained like dancers. Yeah, dancers. Yeah, I mean that's the thing because that's what it is. It it is an art, and 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 you're watching you're watching basically a martial art movie with guns, and it is so cool. Yeah. Once again, yes, yes, yes. I I, I will say though, uh, none of the Russians were convincing. 
as, as a Russophile. None of them were convincing as Russians, but I did appreciate them, and I think they did a good job. I think Reek uh, played a total dipshit. What's it called? That's what he's there for. Exactly, yeah. yes. No, and it was... was it, isn't it Peter Stormare in the first one that plays the... No, 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 no. Peter Stormare, I think, is in the second or third one, okay. which I still need to watch. Uh, but whatever, I'm going to watch the raid again. But let's talk about... Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, Blade Runner, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I did not really watch all of this movie, because as I do with many movies, I'm doing something else while I do it. Yeah. Let's go. But I watched, I was really, I don't know what made me, no, you know what made me want to watch Blade Runner? I saw Blade Runner 2049 or whatever the fuck, right? And I was just kind of... I need, to, I need to rewatch that movie, I was thinking, because that was, like, the first two-thirds of that movie, I was like, this is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I thought it had some real third act problems. Mm. I I just I need to revisit it to figure out exactly how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And like I felt it was a masterpiece despite the inclusion of Jared Leto, mm. which is a strong flavor of turd. But I will say this: the movie at least understands that you are supposed to hate Jared Leto. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, because folks, the position on this. Listen, as we said. I think the number one guest that we would like to have is Werner Herzog. The the person who is banned and will never be on this podcast mm-hmm. is Jared Leto. Fuck to Jared Leto. Yeah. I hate you. I do, you will never be on this podcast. And I hope that eats you alive. Yeah, I just real quick, the the little things, the like the Denzel thriller that came out on HBO a few a uh, few weeks ago. Like he's he's the villain in that. He somehow overplays deadpan. Like I, I, just no. No, no, fuck you. No, he consistently a... makes simultaneously the <clears throat> loudest and most obnoxious choice. Has he been good in a movie? I can't think of one. Me neither. Yeah. I've seen him in plenty. Fuck Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, fuck Dallas Buyers Club. Matthew McConaughey, you're also welcome on the pod, but fuck yeah. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Let's go. At least him in that movie. Yeah, just... I Honestly, I don't remember if the movie as a whole is good or yeah. not, but he's not good in it. How is he not I, canceled? Isn't he a member of a sex cl- like cult or something? I don't know. Uh, look it up. I Folks, look it up. I'm going to say he's a member that of a sex cult. seems plausible. You know what? You know what? You how, know about, what how about we don't say definitively? No. You know not. what the best defense against libel is? The truth. And the truth how is... How about we don't say anything definitive if we don't know that it's the truth? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say this. Folks, do your own research. There you go. That's okay. Yeah. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, I think there are so many things to talk about here. First off, it is such a... I'm I'm always interested in, in like... Because what's cool about Blade Runner is that it's set in 2019, right? Right. Which, which, you know, is roughly this time that we live in. I don't know if it's in the past. Yeah, it's in the past. But, but you know what I mean? But, like, but, like, but, like, I'm always so interested at, 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 at how... And how people from the past visualized what is now our present. Right. Like, we we, like, we should have, like, we would not have, like, we should have flying cars and computers should still basically be TI-84s. Exactly. Yes. 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 yes, yes. There's no internet, but we have been to, like, Alpha Centauri. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. There's no internet. We do not have cell phones. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Right, right. Uh, what's it called? But, but, but we have perfect replicants of human beings yes 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 that we have we have we have perfect uh, uh what do they be cyborgs no they're not no because a cyborg is a person that you add cyber that, uh, I, I don't know what's it called uh, some them, of, them's fancy the, robots yeah yeah one of them star trek shits 
Kind of, I, right? Anyway, well, who gives a shit? Anyway, what's it called? My point is, right, 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 but but it's so, right, and the one thing I picked up from that that I thought was interesting was that they couldn't visualize a world where you couldn't smoke inside. Yeah. You know what I think I said this to you. Actually, the movie, I think, that perfectly actually does capture our time. I, I, I mean, of course, not perfectly, but I'd say the best captures our time. Is actually, I disagree with you on this, but okay. I'm going to say it's Demolition Man. Yeah, our few, it's way too dirty for that. What? What? what our present? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is, but also, like... We do not get along nearly that well. No, we don't, no. But, like, I don't know. It, it's For some reason, this moment feels like... there. I understand what you're going for. There are aspects that rhyme, but not on the whole, I would say. I don't know. You don't spend enough time downtown. Feels like Demolition Man. Okay. And I am Dennis Leary. And all I want... D- Dennis Leary does, like, a Dennis Leary rant in that movie, doesn't he? Yeah. We're gonna watch that. I want to smoke the biggest cigar and eat three hot dogs. I would love to parody... I'm an American. I would love to... I would love to play Dennis Leary in a video game. Watch Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll on yeah. FX. I don't know yeah. if that's still real. The show kind of always felt like it was made up. Yeah. Who knows if it's still on the air. Yeah. Probably someone's dad watches it. Uh, absolutely someone's dad watches it. Yeah. What's it I would love to play uh, GTA Five with Dennis Leary and shoot him repeatedly in that video game. Okay. There you go. In the video game. Not actionable. But Not like, actionable. Yeah, it's, it's a noir. You gotta let people smoke all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Which, by the way, the number of times I wanted to smoke watching The Wind Rises... So yes. that's another thing you got in trouble for actually they were like they were like they were like too much smoking in this yeah uh, but anyway but anyway no 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 but it's it is a noir uh what's it called that feels like almost like not a neo-noir like it feels like a like like an old school noir and 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 or maybe a neo noir. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, but 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 it is definitely definitionally a neo noir. Yeah. Okay. But it does a good job. Is what I'm saying. It's good. Neo isn't a statement on quality. I don't know. Neo Nazis. It's the, set in space. Listen. 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 Who are the better Nazis? The Nazis or the neo Nazis? Let's be honest. I I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> Point is, is that is that the the Nazis we have now, folks, are not setting their best. Anyway. What's he called? You, listen, you're not going to beat a Klaus Barbie, Reinhardt Heydrich, Otto oh, right. Scorzani. Listen, those are the goat Nazis. We were talking about robots. I forgot how much of a friend of the Jewish people you are. I'm sorry. Well, how could I ever forget such a thing? That's a callback to something that yes. got cut, I think, like three episodes ago. Yes. But anyway, but no, but, uh, but Rob is a friend of the Jewish people, specifically the one that matters the most, me. Anyway, yeah. but um, let's see. I am the Oscar Schindler of this podcast. You are the Oscar Schindler. And then I'm a member of the Nazi Party. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. That was... I love that. That was my favorite joke of that. that. What's it called? Oh my god! The Amazon gift card goes to Rob this episode for that. But uh, but no, but uh, but but no, but 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 Blade Runner. It is it it it, it is this like top to bottom, like 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 Vangelis's, uh um um the soundtrack to this movie, the 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 ambiance, the aesthetic, the 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 fucking storyline, the 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 actors. 
fucking Harrison Ford playing a role that Harrison Ford actually kind of seems like he enjoys playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is not something you always get from Harrison Ford. No. But, 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 I, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, and, and what's so funny is... But he did not... Sorry. No, no, no. Your thought. Well, no, no, no. I was actually about to turn it over to you. I was like, what's so funny is, is that what you and I watched today is apparently not what people watched in 1982, I believe, when it came out. Uh, sure. I, was, I, I wanted to say 84, but I can't remember, yes. honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to say 84 just cuz I thought it was supposed to be like 45 years in the future, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, um uh but um yeah, no, like this is like the original theatrical cut of the movie was like one of the like most famous studio fuck jobs ever. Mm-hmm. Um and like it was not a well-received movie at the time because the theatrical version is so compromised it's not exactly bad it is a substantially worse movie in a lot of meaningful ways there's still like so much of the so much of what is special about the movie can't help but shine through but there's so much shit layered on top of it that it's Mm -hmm. much more muted and there's a lot more just crap to eat to get there but, like, I mean, there is this... You like, know what it's like? It's like making a pineapple upside-down cake and then adding uh, chocolate icing to it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did I show you that picture? No. My dad did that. Oh, you might have told me. Show me that. Actually. Psychotic, yeah. right? But, uh, like, there is this infamous, like... Um, the Basically, the, the studio... What the studio took away from, like, the first few test screenings is it's too confusing and sad. Yes. Um, so to deal with the confusing issue, they added in all this, like, expository narration where, like, Harrison Ford is like, I'm a Blade Runner. That means I hunt replicants. They're androids. They live on space. Yes, and yes, I'm yes, here yes, to the kill Tenhauser them. The Gate. Yeah, right yeah and, you know, but it's all, like, kind of shot through with this vague noir patina, but, you know, it's yeah. still... Like Harrison Ford sounds like he has a gun to his head. Yeah, which um, you and I were talking about. Like, 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 like. I guess they hadn't figured out that, like, that, that, like, the one thing you can't do with Harrison Ford is make him do something he doesn't want to do. Yeah. Because he is a man. He is a man. He's a man who will not put up with it. There was uh, in the last Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. There's a scene. He shows up for one scene. Um, he wasn't supposed to, because you know he died a couple movies ago. Sorry, spoiler. I guess. Yeah. But you not you, our problem. You knew that. Yeah. Um, but uh, like the like there, it was a scene that I imagine was supposed to originally go to Carrie Fisher, and then she died. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, fuck. Uh, we gotta have Adam Driver talk to someone here to have like his emotional journey make sense. Mm-hmm. So hey, Harrison, if we give you like. $10 million, will you come? Yeah. And it's so clear, just looking at him, that his stipulation was like, I will fly my stupid little plane down for one hour. I will give you, let's say, two takes. <laughs> I will not shave. I will not comb my hair. You can take that, or you can leave that. But that is my deal. I will be on the herb. It is so cool. Yeah. It's it's so I don't know how you don't respect that. But um 
But like the the more oh yeah, I don't think I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Like even more intrusive than that is they totally change the ending. Mm-hmm. Like the. Oh, no, oh, 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 you're talking about that? Oh, I thought you were talking about when Harrison Ford was like a force ghost, and then and and then someone literally said to him, oh, wait, are you like, are you a force ghost? And he goes, I don't know what the fuck no, that is. Actually, he's not a force ghost. <laughs> There's a whole thing that like, so he's, obviously he's dead. He's talking to his son, played by Adam Driver. And like, you know, one of those like, you know, um... At some at some point somewhere, you know, some you know version of the comic book guy from Simpsons, like, uh, well, how does how is uh, Han Solo a Force ghost talking to his son when he is not a Jedi Knight? You know, yeah. as we have been led to believe that only Jedi Knights have the power to return as a Force ghost and interact with the world of the living. And Han Solo, while cool, is in no means a Force user. So how is that capable of of doing that? And, you know, the, like, the official explanation is, like, okay, fine. Uh, he's not a Force ghost. Um, he's just, it's Adam Driver's imagination. He's imagining a conversation that he would have with his sponsor. And that's, with his father. And that's the, that's the, like, the official Disney explanation. And then someone also asked that to Harrison Ford. And he's like, what the fuck is a Force ghost? could have just turned into that and instead he turned into marlon brando i love harrison ford so much yeah. oh my god but i do want to talk about the ending of blade runner because do it, it please. is it is insane so the the original or the at least original intended version of the, of the ending which is what you saw in the the cut that you watched that is the ending and yeah you know, with little tweaks here and there and pretty much every version of the movie because there it is one of those movies where they're, they're like 15 ver- cuts yeah. on it. And yeah. it, like, there, I think there's literally a Wikipedia page. It's just like, here are all of the cuts of Blade Runner and <laughs> oh the differences. Oh my god. <laughs> but like, really, other than the, like, the theatrical version, the differences between all of the other cuts are fairly minor. Like, it's sweet, we added a scene here, we took a scene here, you know, the score is a little different here, you know, the, the differences are more superficial. The theatrical, theatrical cut really is a different movie. Um, and so the original intended ending is, you know, uh, Harrison Ford, you know, he, he survives the, you know, uh, Roy Batty, the replicant attacking him. And there's mm-hmm. the whole, you know, Roy Batty has his death speech and then lost like tears in the rain. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, uh, sort of the last moments of the film are, you know, they're up on this roof and Edward James Olmos, the other cop, he comes and finds Harrison Ford. And says to him, you know, is talking about, uh, uh, what's the woman's, Rachel? Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, he talks, referring to Rachel, the replicant that, that Deckard, uh, Harrison Ford's character, has, you know, sort of the femme fatale figure that he's also sort of fallen in love with, mm-hmm. despite her being a replicant. Hard um, not to, though. Yes. Um, you know, Edward, I'm Edward, falling in love watching that movie, <laughs> let me tell you something, Bubby. Anyway, Edwards James almost <clears throat> says, like, it's too bad that she won't live. Then again, who does? Yeah. Um, and in the original movie, it's this, you know, it's this very complicated downer ending where basically Deckard, by choosing to, he, he chooses to run off with this woman, but it's clear that they're going to live a life on the run. And, because, and a short life, because she sh- only lives like... Yeah, they, they have a built-in like expiration date. They mm-hmm. only live for like four years yeah. as a security protocol. 
But the other implication when he says, and then again, who does, is kind of the, the question of the the original cut of the film is has always kind of been, is Deckard a replicant? Hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the strongest pieces of implication there being that, you know, he has these dreams of a unicorn, mm-hmm. which already is, you know, sort of symbolically potent just in that he's dreaming of something unreal is he unreal Mm -hmm. and then the real kicker is you know in one of the last shots of the movie as he and rachel are you know fleeing to go on the run um he finds outside his door this little origami unicorn which indicates that someone presumably edward james almost has access to his dreams Mm -hmm. you know that he is an artificial being and people can see what he is thinking Mm -hmm. um but anyway, you know, I, however you choose to read Oh, it. I didn't get that. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's a whole other level. Yeah, there are wrinkles to the movie. Um, yeah, I should have paid more attention. <laughs> but anyway, like, so <laughs> e- even if you choose to accept Deckard as a human who's just fallen in love with the replicant, like, the implication is still, you know, he, he is choosing the path of a doomed romance. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, abandoning his place in society. Um, in a corrupt society that, you know, operates on a basis of slave labor that he yeah. no longer wants to be a part of. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, he's he's fleeing for, you know, whatever happiness is going to get out of this relationship, again, is fleeting. You yeah. Know, she's going to die. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's literally a scene where, they're, where, 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 where they try to... Where the replicants go to, like, their, like, creator, basically, the guy that, like, like invented all of them. And it's just kind of like, make us live longer. And he goes, I literally can't. Like, we... Played, tr- played by E.B. Farnham from yeah. Deadwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's it no, 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 no. E.B. is, um... No, E.B. isn't their creator. He's, he's like, the, the guy's assistant. He, he was, like... My understanding, he, Tyrell is, like, the CEO. Um, oh, is that it? And I'm sure is, like... Um, involved in the design, and but like oh, well, I just remember Tyrell like saying that thing of like of like of like the candle that burns twice as bright, yeah, like, also burns twice as fast. Like, 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 like the, the, the point is like the Roy Batty and the other replicants have spent the whole movie trying to find a loophole, and one does not exist. Yeah, yeah, like like it just like like just like by how they're built, like there is nothing. Yeah, like 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 this isn't like it is irrevocable. It is yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so so. It's it's it is a somber, complicated ending. Yeah. Um, it's a very noir ending. Yes. Yeah. Um, the the ending of the theatrical cut is again you you you're on the roof. Everything that that ha- has happened more or less has happened as it happens in the other versions. Edward James almost shows up and says, you know, it's a, it's a shame she won't live. Then again, who does? And then rather to cutting to you know Deckard's dark and dreary apartment and them sort of. Uh, secreting off to go on on the run it cuts to the two of them like driving through golden fields like this beautiful natural vista that what yeah again like the whole movie's been set in this hellish cityscape as far as you know like no natural world exists because it's all but this is the theatrical this is the theatrical this is the studio mandated version like the we need a happy ending version uh again like it doesn't even make sense that there would be nature in this yeah the the pretty clear implication is like they are dealing with some sort of low-level nuclear winter yeah um no there's that what a nuclear winter is yeah it's you know it kicks up a lot of dust and shit and just everything gets very dim so nothing can grow really yeah i thought it just meant everything got cold 
that's why it gets cold. Really? Yeah. Dude, I hope we don't go to war. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Although, man, it would look pretty cool. But, so anyway, cuts to them, like, driving through this beautiful countryside, and the, the narration is, you know, cutting from, uh, again, him saying, it's a shame she won't live, and, but then again, who does, to Deckard's narration being like, but he was wrong! Shut uh, up! No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, nope, Tyrell programmed it, because he liked Rachel so much, he programmed it a thing where she can live forever. And we drove away and we're happily living off in the beautiful countryside. Goodbye. You, I'm going to kill myself. Are you <laughs> fucking serious? Yes, that's that's how the that's how the theatrical version ends. I'm going to buy a gun. <laughs> going to buy a gun. But it is in a video it, game. It's it's so terrible that that's what they they tried to make that movie into. But. It is so surprised. It's so, in a way, inspiring that we got to see what was intended. Yeah, that there was like a legitimate grassroots campaign to be like, "Hey, we've heard there is a masterpiece that you destroyed." Yeah, can we please see it? And after I think it was as much of like maybe a decade. It took years and years, but they were finally like, "Fine, you can see the original version." And everyone saw it. When people saw it, they were pretty much universally like. That is the masterpiece that we heard maybe it was. What we saw, no one was really that into. Like, some cool things there, but no, not really for any of us. Yeah. That, that is a masterpiece. Thank you for letting us see it. Because that so rarely happens. Like, there are all these stories of, like, movies where the studio comes in and takes something, like, we don't think it's commercial enough and recuts it, reshoots it, and the original version that ostensibly maybe some sort of masterpiece the the snyder cut just yeah yeah that's how i've been thinking this entire time what i was thinking of there are a million examples of this and in a lot of cases i'm sure that it is just mythology like the snyder cut Mm -hmm. but even the snyder cut i'm sure to people who are fans of Zack snyder will be better than the just abortion that is the like like mother box yeah they just kind of split the difference half Snyder, half Whedon Justice mm-hmm. League, which is mm-hmm. just two two tastes that do not go together. No, no. I no that's a real that's a real uh, 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 chocolate uh, feta uh, blue cheese quesadilla. Yes. That's, yeah. a, that's a caramel quesadilla if I've yeah. ever heard one. Again, I doubt the Snyder cut will be for me, but it might be for people who love Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. But he, even that is so rare. Like mm-hmm. the movie I was thinking of is there's this Jonathan Demi movie Swing Shift. That before he made Silence of the Lambs and weirdly became like with this big like Oscar filmmaker, Jonathan Demi mostly made these kind of offbeat like character comedies. Mm-hmm. He made this one with like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell called Swing Shift that was this kind of again kind of like a, a a dark comedy set in like a like a munitions plant during World War Two. It's kind of this weird romance between a woman whose like husband is off in the war. And the dude, this dude, like the one dude in the factory who's this 4F guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's kind of weird, dark subject matter because it's, you know, it's about infidelity and, like, you know, the fact that, like, you know, this for this one moment women were granted some independence and, like, them, like, experiencing that for the first time but also knowing that it was going to go away at a certain point and, like, sort of the, the weird tension of that. And the studio took that and, like, you know, we were kind of expecting more of a, you know, like, a Goldie Hawn, Russell Crowe, or Kurt Russell romantic comedy. 
you know, like, Overboard, people like that, can we, re- and then, like, I don't think even reshot it, just re-edited it to such a degree that it was totally unrecognizable, and, like, there exists, there exist prints of the original, but they have been so poorly maintained, they're almost unwatchable, like, they just look like shit. But the, the word among people who have seen them is, yeah, this is a really good, like, kind of dark, but funny, like, moving character drama. And the movie that we got is just this, is nothing. Like, they couldn't get the, like, light, bubbly comedy that they were hoping for out of it, but they ruined whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, again, like, I, I think a lot of the times where people talk about lo- lost masterpieces, it could just be mythology. Yeah. Like, but there are, I think, a lot of cases of that where, like, there was this masterpiece and it got ruined and it's just gone. Yeah. But every once in a while you get, like, a Blade Runner or a Margaret, which is another, that's a movie you might get assigned at some point, which was this movie that didn't even come out for ten years and then got dumped and then, like, there was this weird groundswell of critical support where they're like, hey, could you do more than release this literally on one screen for one showing? This is actually a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And, like, got, like... You know, not a, like, wide release, but, like, a regular indie, like, theatrical run where it plays on, like, a few hundred theaters and gets seen by people. Every once in a while that happens. And it's nice when it does. Yeah. It is nice when it does happen. Yeah. I am so excited, and I want more than anything for the Snyder Cut to be dog shit. I want it to be so bad. I want all of these fucking people to have to... Eat, to, to have to eat their shit and deal with it and not because I have any feelings one way or another but just because I want I want something bad to happen to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you nothing, know why? nothing bad you has happened to Zack Snyder no yeah no yeah yeah nothing no 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 no, no, no. I want to make this very clear. You want it to happen to the fans. I want it to happen to the fans. I have nothing... I, I honestly the, love Zack Snyder. The, the, like, the thing that makes hating his movies difficult is by all accounts he is... The nicest man. Who's so, Zack Snyder? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Apparently yeah. is just a real mensch, is really beloved by the people he works with. Yeah. And like, had the worst thing that can happen to a person happen exactly. to him. Exactly. Yeah. And just... And, and like, and like, and like, and like, stop doing the thing he loves to like, take care of himself and, and his like, family. Like, right? the story that I've heard about just, like, Van- I think it was Vanity Fair put out like, a long feature on like, the creation of the Snyder Cut and like, you know... The story that you get from Zack Snyder and from his wife, who's like his producing partner, is just like, you know, we we put out a couple of movies in Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman that really, it felt like what we wanted to do. But people didn't really like it. And so on this one, we just, with each one, we had to fight more and more to do what we wanted to do because they stopped trusting us. And on this one, we kept having, we had to fight more than ever, and it just wasn't worth it for us anymore. So we just let them do what they wanted, because we just, we couldn't fight them on it. And I, I will say, again, I don't like Zack Snyder's movies. The movie that they made, the movie that the studio made in spite of him is worse than his movies. It's nothing. It's, yeah. it's again, it's a Carl Quesadilla. Yeah. Where at yeah. least Snyder's movies are, like... Ramen. It's uh, like top ramen. I don't mean like real. I don't like tomatoes. I yeah. just don't like tomatoes. No, I found that out the other day when it's I made chili. A, 
Yeah, it's just, it's a weird, I like most tomato-based products, yeah. I just don't like tomato chunks themselves. Whole yeah. tomato, I just can't do it. Yeah. Snyder's movies are tomatoes to me. Yeah. They are not for me. Yeah. Some people really fucking like tomatoes. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I like Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're fine. I don't think they're all good, but like, I've seen them. When I saw 300, and I was just like, like kind of like, that yeah, was a really dumb fucking stupid Don't get me movie. wrong. I, I enjoyed 300 in high school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, is, it is not a movie that has aged for me. No. I haven't rewatched it in a while. Yeah. Don't think I'm going to. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, he's made you just kind of, kind of watch and just kind of be like, you know, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, is he my favorite director? No. Do I have any sort of ill will towards him? No. Yeah. I think he's fine, right? I think you think you think his movies aren't good, and yeah, totally love to think that. I think his movies are fine. You yeah. know what I mean, right? But like, yeah, but no, but 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 I want his fans to suffer because anyone yeah. that cares this much about this shit. It, they, I mean, you don't want to generalize too much, but there are aspects of his fan base that are about as ugly as fan bases get. Yeah. But, I mean, the same can be true of Star Wars fans, and I am a Star Wars fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same can be true about... It, it's just that there are sometimes when I just want... That, that I just look at a group of people, and I think you're a bunch of little piggies, and I want to pull your tail. Yeah. And, buddy, it's going to be... You imagine if this movie sucks. Anyway, we, how been, how tired are you right now? I'm tired. We've been talking for three and a half hours. Can I tell you something? I have a I have a sore throat, and I was gonna ask you. Can I borrow a tea bag from you to make myself some tea? My throat is fucking killing me. I also am starting to get a little sore. It so, is. We've hurt ourselves for you people. This is for no one. You this know what's, is for us. You know what's so funny? I'm thirty years old right now. It is my birthday. Yeah, we've crossed we've crossed the meridian. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, pal. It is almost one in the fucking... I can't keep talking to you. <laughs> I want to die. What am I watching? You're, oh, fuck. You're watching Rush Hour. I was going to assign you DC Cab, but no, you're watching Rush Hour. DC Cab? I don't even know what that is. It is a, it is a movie about a DC cab company wherein Bill... Wait, I'm just... Fucking, I forgot how to say his name. Bill Mayer. Wait. Mar. Bill Maher. Bill Maher is the leading guy. Oh, boy. Who plays a tough cabbie. Oh, boy. So, so Thank God for Jackie Chan. I'm so excited to watch I was just show. like, I don't want to watch that movie again. Actually, I've never seen a Rush Hour movie. I know. Well, yeah. Well, that's why. And I was like, he's never seen one, and I want to watch Rush Hour. Excited for the cinematic stylings of Mr. Brett Ratner. Yeah. He directed all of them, right? It wasn't just three. I think he directed, he directed all, all of them. Yeah. I think that was his three, one. three, I think, is the best one, but he directed okay. all of them. And you are going to get... I almost backed out of this because it feels a little bit too much of a piece of what we just did, but you're going to get another poetic World War II movie. You're getting The Thin Red Line. Ooh, I've seen it. Really? Not in a, not in a while. Yeah, you're getting it anyway. All right, well... I want an excuse to rewatch it and talk about it. Right. And about Malik generally. Malik's one of my guys. I could Mommy? Give... <laughs> Terrence. Ah. I could give you one of his other movies. But I think I'm gonna I'll watch a bunch of I'll watch Nick Cage on Guadalcanal. No, it's not Nick Cage, it's Sean Penn. Yeah, Nick Cage is wind talkers. That's right. Uh hmm. 
You're going to give me Wind Talkers instead? No, it's not going to give you John Woo's Wind Talkers instead. I've seen Wind Talkers like three or four times. I've seen it once. Um, I, w- I could give you the Tree of Life instead. That's another Malik, but... Please give me the Thin Red Line. Yeah, I'm going to give you the Thin Red Line. For the love of God, don't make me watch the Tree of Life. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's good, but I can't take it. <laughs> there are dinosaurs in that movie. Are there actually? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm buying a gun. Alright, uh, join us next time for the Thin Red Line Rush Hour. We cannot keep doing this. What is wrong with you for listening? I don't know why. Goodbye. Free us from this madness. But I ain't dying from that shit. You will not kill Paul. Hear me. Hear me. You will not kill Paul. And he was gonna not take me out. I will choose when and how I die. You dig? You couldn't kill me then with three tours. You showing the fuck can't kill me now. <laughs>